Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Hello! Welcome back to the podcast. This week we celebrate the fact that I got a new phone, because I dropped mine in a bowl of beef and barley soup. And that reminds me, let me tell you something about insurance on these phones, okay? They fuck you with the insurance, okay? Let me tell you why they fuck you with the insurance. Because they make you pay 10 bucks a month for your fucking insurance, and when you try to cash it in, they say, no, 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 your phone's outdated. We would have to order that. It's going to take you two weeks, so you have to have two weeks without a phone. So what do they do? Make you upgrade your phone. They fuck you with the insurance, okay? They fuck you with the insurance. Makes it, makes it sound like insurance is uh, bullshit. Hmm. It is. Thank, thank you, Leo Getz. <laughs> Anything you need? I don't pay for insurance. I'm yeah, Elaine. I'm Carly. I'm canceling my insurance. <laughs> <laughs> On your phone. On my phone. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have heartburn about insurance. <laughs> you also have action and adventure. <laughs> we take turns selecting from our movie genres, movies that in our opinions have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see anyone's... Uh, pick on anyone's top 10 list but maybe by listening to this podcast you can give these films a second chance today's pick on the podcast is elaine's pick for tony's birthday <laughs> i was gonna say for tony's birthday <laughs> i get so excited when i hit the button <laughs> and you're gonna get to do it three more times because we're celebrating and that's just this podcast <laughs> we're celebrating tony's birthday and the movie I picked to celebrate Tony's birthday is the 1990s horror com- or comedy horror Tremors. Which is completely underappreciated. All right. So <laughs> Tremors got a 7.2 um, on IMDb. It has a 75% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes and an 85% thermometer. It, met, it had a budget of $11 million. It grossed $16 million in the U.S., and 48 million worldwide and then it tripled its original box office with um home video and rental sales mm. why is this movie underappreciated you ask well it's not however <laughs> i bought it for tony for his birthday three one two three years ago mm-hmm. perhaps and he refuses to watch it i didn't refuse to watch it i forgot <laughs> and i would bring it up periodically and he'd be like oh yeah i still haven't seen that oh yeah i haven't seen that everybody loves this movie you know who i think would love this movie tony so i'm making him watch it for his birthday so apparently for my birthday elaine got me a trip a guilt trip that's right <laughs> pack like, your bags like any good mom would <laughs> better than what i got you i got you a graboid no careful <laughs> all right so what did you think going in john I thought I'd seen this movie about a hundred times, so I knew exactly what was going to happen. My question was, I haven't seen this in about, I don't know, three years since Elaine said we should get this for Tony. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, I hope it holds up in three years. Also, fuck you, (laughs) Carly. I thought, I know I saw at least one of the Trevor's movies on TV when I was a kid. I know there's monsters in the ground. (laughs) Good job. Tony? I was like, oh yeah, I have this movie. Elaine got it for me for my birthday three years ago. Maybe I should open it. Because I'm a good friend. I give the best presents. You do give the best presents. Before you go any further, yesterday I got home from work with the intention of watching this movie with Tony. And he tells me he already watched it before I got home. And then Amanda came home. Amanda's our roommate. Hello, if you're listening. And said, ooh, Tremors. And they watched the second one. (laughs) (laughs) And then later... Amanda watched the first one with me. <laughs> well, how fun. 
And then they watched the fourth one and was like, what? <laughs> just, just the first two. I have some reviews. The first one is by Vamp88. First saw this movie years ago. It has since found its audience on video and it's deservedly become a cult classic. It's a fun monster movie in the, in the tradition of 50s sci-fi. And the movie has enough humor and smartly doesn't take itself too seriously. That being said, it accurately produces enough tension to get the adrenaline going. I love this movie. 10 out of 10. Classic fun. Then, <clears throat> on the other hand, <laughs> Keith Lancaster gives it 1 out of 10. And he says, The acting was poor as was demonstrated in the casual approach to the most precarious situations. I am well aware that a degree of make-believe is necessary in order to provide acceptable entertainment that is what is sci-fi this film strains any concept of logic to a level which i find completely unacceptable the alien series and both versions of the thing are way better and i can list numerous other horror and sci-fi movies superior to tremors i will not be wasting my time with the sequels Mm. he i don't think anybody could compare this to aliens but it doesn't make this not a good movie it was actually very hard to find Game a low, over, man. We got our ass a low rated review. One of the low rated reviews on IMDb was just a guy who said, I love this movie, but it pisses me off that we don't know where Melvin's parents are. <laughs> and he went on a tw- on a like a four paragraph rant about where are Melvin's parents? <laughs> they should have smacked him. Which was, he was really annoying. Funny, which I thought was really funny. I almost read that one, but it really wasn't a negative review. It was just some guy just bewildered about where Melvin's parents were. This was directed by Ron Underwood. Tony! Happy birthday! We're not going to get too mad at you for that. No, that (laughs) means he owes owes us all a beer. It was directed by... None of us drank beer, which is weird. Ron Underwood, who um, actually came up with the idea for Tremors, and he also directed Mighty Joe Young, The Adventures of Pluto Nash, Heart and Souls, and City Slickers. There's a couple good movies in there. All right. Pluto Nash was not one of them. No. And he wrote this in conjunction with the writing team of Ron Underwood and SS, or uh, sorry, of Brent Maddox and SS Wilson. Words are hard. And they are a writing duo that also wrote Wild Wild West. <laughs> with a giant fucking spider. Yeah, Heart and Souls, Short Circuit 1 and 2. Welcome back to the podcast of this writing duo. <laughs> and Batteries Not Included. Hmm. Which is a movie I really like, I really but like does it. not fit movies. our criteria. Mm. I don't know why. It's one either. It's a simple it. movie. It's not yeah. a lot too, but it's enjoyable. It's not underappreciated, so we'll never talk about it. Elaine mm. might pick it though. <laughs> I looked to pick it, but it really doesn't fit our criteria. Maybe in years, but no. maybe in year three or four when we're really running out of steam. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. then it really does become a Carly hasn't seen it rule because she hasn't. <laughs> Dracula its way in. I, I think I got about three years of shit still. <laughs> Then I'll start digging deep. Be like, I don't really love this movie, but uh, I picked it because. Because <laughs> we're running out. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm chilly. This movie Jack stars out. Kevin Bacon as Valentine. Welcome back to the podcast. He hasn't been in the podcast. Yet. No, I was going to say for what? <laughs> this is his first appearance on the podcast. He would have been if I picked X-Men First Class, which I almost did. That's but true. He's also... Because that's not underappreciated. In Footloose, Hollow Man, Crazy Stupid Love, this movie that Carly really needs to see, and the ninth... Or the... 2018 TV movie Tremors, which was a reboot of the original movie starring almost every member of the original cast. Wow. Wow, really? I want to see that. Yes. Is is it on like Netflix or something? I don't know, but I'm going to find it. (laughs) Oh, good. Because I want to see it. Like everybody was in that. I feel like we have to watch that. He was also in this little ditty of a movie called Sleepers, 
which is a nice drama that you should probably watch. That's okay. a good movie. Have you seen it? No. It's Brad a, Pitt, Jason Patrick, Kevin Bacon. Okay, Kevin Bacon. Make a note. Somebody else. <laughs> Um, I, really, I don't have uh, the device I usually make. De Niro is in it. Yeah. Yeah. Mini Driver's in it. Yeah. It's a good That's movie. the one where they're kids and then they grow up? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I really hate that movie. A lot. <laughs> it re- It's not because it's a bad movie. It's because it creeps her out. It's because it creeps me out so bad. But it's I can't. Supposed to. I can't. Look, I, I sent myself a message for Sleepers and I wrote Speepers. Speepers. <laughs> yeah, please, have the movie Sleepers? please pick Speepers instead of Sleepers because that it's movie I find upset. No, it's so. not. <laughs> he used, there was a time period where John watched that like every six months. For like two years. It's a really good movie if you if you take it it's, for what it is. Yeah. Some of the stuff in it's a little unsettling. It's, it's it's a very good movie, but it upsets me. Okay, so this also stars Fred Ward as Earl. He was also in Summer Catch. Yeah, he was. And Chain Reaction with Keanu Reeves. No, he was also in Joe Dirt. Yes, he was <laughs> also Joe in Dirt. Dirt. Oh, Has a positive that. traction work. Yeah. It just does. He was in a ton of <laughs> shit. Okay, uh, Rhonda was... Or, the character of Rhonda is played by Finn Carter, who was in Nothing Interesting. <laughs> then we have uh, Bert, who's played by Michael Gross from Family Tides and uh, Cool as Ice. <laughs> With the Vanilla Ice movie? Yeah, he was in the Vanilla Ice movie. The oh. dad from Family Tides was in the Vanilla Ice movie. And who was he married to? Uh, his wife's name was Heather, and she was played by Reba McIntyre. Who was in the TV show Reba. Reba. <laughs> Which, which ran I, from 01 to 07. Six seasons of Reba. an embarrassing amount of. <laughs> really? I've never seen it. I'm not going to lie. I thought there was more seasons and, than But six. she's more famous for her music. <laughs> six six yeah. seasons and of Reba. And here's your one chance fancy don't let me down. She mm. is on the oh, soundtrack. Yeah. Well, I, I bet she song. was. You know who else is on the soundtrack? Tanya Tucker. <laughs> Tanya Tucker. She's, that's the song that's playing when in, on the car. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we'll hear that later. Who knows? For our closing, it gets crazy. Maybe we'll. Let's know, we'll see. Anybody else here that's interesting? Oh yeah, the character of Mindy, the little girl, is played by Ariana Richards. We've seen her before. Jurassic mm-hmm. Park, you say? No. Welcome back to the podcast, little girl from Spaced Invaders. <laughs> Elaine's Halloween pick from this year. I don't remember that movie. She was she was Lexi from. Oh, uh, Jurassic Park. Let's let's not get into it more. Let's just keep moving. Also, also Walter. The store owner is who? Victor Wong from Welcome Big Trouble in China. Welcome back to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Egg mm-hmm. Egg I was shin. like, you see that egg shit in there? I was like, holy shit. Look at that. Every time, Quality egg shit. Every time he dies, spoiler, <laughs> I get I get mad like, no! <laughs> it's it's too bad he didn't have a 16-minute bag in that, in the, mm-hmm. underneath the counter of that general store. He said, you'll come out fire. no more. Movie would have been over. <laughs> I wonder if that's what came out. <laughs> no, it wasn't because... We know what Graboids look like, and we know what that thing was. We don't know what that thing was. Well, it'll come out no more, so. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so. Favorite line. What? What will come out no more? Okay. Speaking so, of me. We're ready. All right. we're, well, the rest of us are sitting here. We're waiting on you. I was pulling my sleeves up, getting ready to sprinkle fairy dust all over this thing. Yeah, she gets to sprinkle fairy dust. I try to, you know, explain things. She's just, will you hurry up? Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> to the movie. We get the title oh, card. Sure. Hold on. She doesn't say, would you hurry up? She says, would you explain shit better? <laughs> I was just listening to an episode on the way here where she stopped you and was like, that didn't make any sense because you didn't say this, this, and this. <laughs> that makes me, okay, so now I have to. We're already 11 minutes, 12 minutes in. You need to. You need to. You'll enjoy this. So I doubt it. Texting with my sister today. 
Hi, she Audra. Said, Welcome back to the podcast. She was listening to an episode, and she sent me the following text She's messages. She's listening to a lot of episodes. Her and DJ have been The movie is called Trilogy of, Taylor, of Terror. Tony should do that movie. I miss Tinsel. <laughs> then she sent me pictures of Trilogy of Terror, that movie that scared me as a child. I think I've seen that. <laughs> well... And then she sends this. Sometimes I wish I could talk to you guys as you do the podcast. I have so much to add. <laughs> I ben, forgot. ben does that too. Then she says, I forgot all about having to go with you to the bathroom. Make sure to show them these pictures of Trilogy and Taylor. And then I said back, Tony's friend Ben does the same thing. Yeah. Does the same thing. But hi, Audra. We talked about ben you. Ben will send me little texts when he's listening to it. He goes, oh, man, you said this. I knew you were going to say this. And this person and that. And I was like, yeah. Thank you for listening, guys. We, we appreciate it. Okay, so the title card. We get the word tremors, and we zoom into the bottom of the M, which is fun. But I don't know why they did that. It's so weird. <laughs> is that supposed to be, like, underground? <laughs> no, because we zoom into the desert, and we see something we haven't seen in a movie in a while. Someone peeing. Someone peeing. That's right. As Mandy. soon as I saw this, I was like, this is why I picked it. She yeah. likes men peeing. Tony <laughs> did tell me that before I watched it. He's like, you're not going to believe what this movie is. <laughs> I forgot all flash. about it. And I was like, holy shit. Flashback to Waterworld. This is why I locked the door when I go in the bathroom. I don't want Elaine to pop in and go, oh, look, you're peeing. I'm getting excited. <laughs> oh, I mean, we have this real throwback of a... Open it. The cat busts in when Tony pees and does, oh, look, you're peeing. Oh, oh God. It's like, he's the piss police or something. <laughs> well, well, you know, also Life is the House opened with a dude peeing, yeah. too. It's been a while, though. It's been a while. Well, let's not scour the internet for movies with men peeing. Yes. It's like my, don't, don't Google that. Don't help us. Audra, don't it's, do it. It's just a little known, it's just a fun little movie trope that we just pops up here and there. Mm. All right, so we see a man. He's peeing off the cliff. Oh, my God, it's Kevin Bacon. And look at that hair. Oh, that's some hair. That's some 1980s some glorious hair. hair right there. This is, this is post-footloose love right here. That's the 1990s hair. I mean, you could almost, if you trim that top, it could be a mullet. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's almost right. almost a mane. It's, it's party everywhere, though. There's a lot of party going on there. Mm. He walks over to a pickup truck, and it says on the side, V and E odd jobs. So we, and in the back of the pickup truck, there is a man sleeping. Earl. It's Earl. Uh, our two heroes, Val and Earl. And uh, Val decide, is trying to wake up Earl, but he won't get up. So Val sees some cows and then starts shaking the truck, yelling, Stampede! Stampede! He's got a very weird accent happening here. It comes in a ghost. It does come it in does. a ghost. And uh, Earl freaks out and wakes up. And they give each other um, shit as they search for cigarettes and they pull out all these empty packs of cigarettes out of all these pockets very funny but uh this was 1990 yeah this is before smoking was damned like yeah (laughs) but it's just kind of funny everybody smoked in the 80s in movies and to the beginning of the 90s but and then somehow it fell out of fashion yeah big time really i think it i think like in movies, somewhere in like the late nineties, but in real life, somewhere in the early two thousands is when we really decided yeah. smoking was terrible. And that's well, that's right. when they made it illegal to smoke in restaurants. And yeah. Yeah. Yes, because we have this cash crop that the world loves from America. So what are we going to do? Let's ban it. <laughs> All right. So um, Val finally finds some smokes, and uh, the Marlboro Reds. Mm-hmm. That's what my dad smoked when I was a kid. <laughs> they light a couple and then they start working. They're working on a fence, and uh, Earl is complaining that they need to make some real money. But um, 
they don't seem, but they're kind of stuck in this tiny little town just taking these odd jobs. But Earl thinks they need to make a plan so they can make real money. They go over their agenda for today, and what's today? Garbage day. Mm-hmm. And Val doesn't want to do garbage day. He's He wants to go put in the floors that the docks have or do something else. But Earl's like, hey, we got an agenda. I plan ahead so that we can make money so that eventually we can get out of this town. Because that's their plan. They want to get out of this town. They hate perfection. Well, Which is not a good name for it, evidently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw that town. No, it's really not. <laughs> As they're driving to do whatever garbage day is, we don't know yet, they see a car. And they realize it's the new grad student. And Val, they discuss the old Val, a grad student. And then Val says that uh, the new grad student is supposed to be a girl. And he gets really excited. Val has a specific list of attributes. Blonde he hair, says, green eyes. <laughs> you'll have long blonde hair, big green eyes, world-class breasts, an ass that won't quit, and legs that go all the way up. Green eyes are real rare, Jack. <laughs> they are. Detain the burning blade, you know. He's, he's not fucking around. So he, he <laughs> you goes. Know Egg Shen is in this town. They've had this conversation. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He wants so a Barbie doll. You know what's he funny? Is want a Barbie that doll. girl's legs, they go up and make an ass out of themselves, don't they? <laughs> so they pull off, he pulls off the road and they drive up to this car and we meet Rhonda, the, um, oh God, what, seismology student. Yeah. And she is short of average size with short curly brown hair and while she's cute her nose is covered in white sunscreen mm-hmm. so she does not match val's wish list. i thought she was cute she's cute yeah. she's cute i mean in the town of perfection there's probably not a lot of options <laughs> this is as good as it's gonna get this yeah. is the only option in the town of perfection <laughs> I mean, there's Unless, this and then there's egg shen no there's <laughs> the only ladies of age in this town are heather the doctor's wife both married mm. nancy the blonde lady, and then Rhonda, the college student. Yeah. Unless they get, they go to Bixby for ladies, because they kept talking about going to Bixby. That's where I would go for ladies. But uh, <laughs> Rhonda asks our heroes if they know anything about if anybody's drilling or blasting, because she's been getting some real weird readings on her um, seismology equipment, and uh, they're like, no, nobody's been doing anything. But uh, Earl promises that they'll ask around. And she tells them that the school has had equipment up here for three years, and they've never and she they've never recorded anything like this. Mm-hmm. So she really hopes the equipment's not broken because that will fuck her whole semester. <laughs> yeah. And so they get back in their car and they drive off, or their truck, and they drive off. And as they drive off, Rhonda's kind of smiling and looking after them, and then realizes that she has sunscreen on her nose. And it's one of those moments where you're like, "Oh, damn it! <laughs> I look like Kevin crap. Bacon's dreaming." <laughs> well, did you see that lion's mane? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they're in the truck. David Lee Noggin. And Earl says, I wonder how hard it would be to fix one of those uh, seismology meters. Maybe we should offer to fix them for it. And Val's like, we don't know how to do that. And why would we want to do that? And Earl thinks maybe Val should spend some time with her, get to know her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, she's not my type. And Earl's like, your type sucks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All those ladies that you like are just a waste of space. Ooh, I broke a nail. I can't do it. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> Val says, I'm a victim of circumstance. And Earl says, I thought you called it your pecker. <laughs> Tallywhacker would have been a better name. Funny. 
Yeah, if you well, said, thought you called it your tally whacker, that'd be my favorite line. Yeah, but it's the 90s. Peckers was big in the 90s. Peckers were big in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Ha-cha-cha-cha-cha. How, how did you know? <laughs> so we get to the town of perfection, population 14. Wow. I was like, did that sound say 14? 14. I almost rewound it because I was like, no. <laughs> 14. We get to Walter Chang's market. And there is a teenager, or maybe older than a teenager, 18, 19, I guess, based on that one guy's review about Melvin's parents, I'm going to say 18, 19, uh, <laughs> playing with the basketball, and Earl warns him not to touch this truck. This kid is Melvin. He is a piece of crap, kid. Yeah, he's a jerk. <laughs> we go inside, and uh, we meet Bert and Heather. Uh they're our off-the-grid survivalist anti-government people getting ready for mm-hmm. World War Three in their or basement. The yeah, they're, whichever. They're prepared. <laughs> we, we find out Apocalypse that they're prepared. Apocalypse brought about by World War Three. <laughs> and we also get to meet Walter, the store owner, who is... Walter Chang. Walter Chang. Well, Victor Wong. And this is where we really see that Marlboro sponsored this movie because the only cigarettes we see on the wall are more Marlboro Reds. No, they also had Marlboro Lights. Yeah. <laughs> Like, my dad also smoked camels when I was a kid. I think he smoked whatever was cheaper. <laughs> my dad smoked camels, not camel not filters. We had a lot of that camel gear. Yeah. <laughs> camel cash? Camel that was the thing. Imagine trying to do that now. They're promoting smoking. <laughs> remember Marlboro Miles? Yeah. Mm. I don't remember that. Well, they had to get rid of Joe Cool with camel because... Because he was, he was promoting... Kids to smoking kids. Fam- kids to smoking. My because family used to promote character. uh Newport pretty heavily, so there was so much freaking oh, yeah. Newport shit all over the house when we were younger. When his nana passed away we found some old Newport stuff. <laughs> yeah, Newport everything. Like umbrellas, like weird stuff. <laughs> Did you save it? You probably could have sold that shit, made some made some coinage. Especially you could have sold that to the Navy population in the area because you know they love them Newports. Oh. I'll bet you threw away a fortune, you know it. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll never know. All right. <laughs> yeah, we, we can look on eBay, see what they're going to <laughs> Actually, don't but do that. You're going to get <laughs> Like, that umbrella over $500? Motherfucker! <laughs> so we flash back out to the desert, and we see the ground shake. And then we see Rhonda's seismograph kind of go crazy. And then we get a camera shot of something moving towards her under the ground. But she's picking up her equipment, and she gets in her truck just as whatever it was gets to her. But... She gets away and doesn't even notice that something tried to grab her. Then we go back to Val and Earl, and we finally see what garbage day is. It is actually garbage day. Mm -hmm. And they're using a big cat bulldozer to bury trash. Like you do. sounds fun. And Val says, this is how low we've got. Uh, we've, We've got to get ourselves a better job. And then they go to the next job, and it's them uh melvin is watching them empty a septic tank and uh, they had a which is, is that not a better the trash i think so not a better <laughs> i like how but the septic like suck system was they had it rented from walter chang it said chang's rentals mm. yeah chang's making a fortune off this town of <laughs> <Yeah>. 14 <laughs> and there was a line about something like something about the shit is like well you did it or something like that or you oh he's like want to help us it's your crap like, yeah, because uh, the people are laughing at him. But then the septic, the tube, so messes Oh, we're going to get to Yeah, that. they're <laughs> arguing about whose fault it is that they're still in perfection. And that's when the 
septic tank kind of the hose kind of explodes well did you notice there's duct tape on it so there yeah Yeah. (laughs) there's duct tapes and uh like cloths around random important things in this town that really should be repaired well when there's only 14 people yeah but that's it fuck this i'm mobile Mm. and they're out it's f this i'm mobile not fuck this but sure why not it's the same thing. <laughs> You're saying it loses its effect if you use the. Use well, they're mobile. There you go. They go back to their. They go back, in fact, to their mobile, mm-hmm. and they load up their truck, and they're out of here. They're going to head to Bixby. <laughs> Why are you bringing that vacuum? I like this vacuum. It don't even work. It's good for parts. <laughs> it's like you don't use it. <laughs> I mean, they didn't have a very big mobile home, so I feel like they don't really. They might as well take everything. Yeah. Well, hey, they might have a nicer place in Bixby. Maybe. But why do they have a vacuum in that mobile home? <laughs> it doesn't work. They needed it for parts. Carly, weren't you paying attention? Look, you just said everything was held together with duct tape and yeah. bubble gum. They needed it for parts. <laughs> so they're heading out, and Nancy stops them on their way out of town. And she's like, Where are you guys heading into Bixby? And they're like, we are out of here. And she's like, what? No, no, I got to... I got you. I need you guys to build me a new kiln. I got all these pottery orders because apparently she's living out in the desert making pottery. Okay, okay, that's a fun movie job. Got a little pottery I, I, mean, I feel like it's a little early for her to have her own Etsy shop, but yeah. <laughs> this is what it seems like. Well, she obviously already has a kiln, so her whatever business is doing so good, she needs. A you know, second kill. Funny story you mentioned that, Carly, but um, Bob Etsy was watching this movie once and decided, you know what we should do? Have a bunch of stores online and we could sell their shit like Bob. that. Okay. Yeah, Bob Etsy. So it's just her and her daughter Robert, if you living yeah, out yeah. in the desert Bob. making Bob pottery. Yeah. So what happened that drove this woman to the desert? That's what I... This is the interesting backstory. Is she hiding from someone? <laughs> Funny story. Is this a victim of abuse? Maybe. I might be Nancy's story. She was involved in a, in a murder or homicide thing, mm-hmm. and she's hiding out. I think she might be. From the Bigsby police. I think she's hiding out for more than Bigsby. But uh, she offers to pay him in advance and to give him free lunch and free beer. And then... But not even free beer. We'll turn. We'll keep them in this town a moment longer because we see them back on the highway. And Val says, "I can't believe we turned down free beer." They didn't say it like that. No. They had a way better accent than that. I, that's the closest approximation to, that I can get to whatever half-ass accent. <laughs> the only person with a real southern accent is Reba. <laughs> For, uh, well, I don't. But it's know. not. Probably no. right for where where this movie takes place. I don't know where play. Kevin Bacon is from. That could be his yeah, real voice. True. That could be his real voice. Yeah, Let's true. Let's find out. You, you right, keep talking. I'm gonna look. But up. like where they are, I don't know what the accent is. In they're in Nevada, right? In the desert. Something. They don't really ever say. It could be Utah, I suppose, or it could be Montana. 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 Yeah. It's all. They kind could be of, close to the Canadian border, for all we know. <laughs> the southern accent may be way off. I don't know. This could be Idaho. Idaho. <laughs> Idaho. Idaho. Oklahoma. Texas. I mean, it looks pretty much like scrub desert, but it's really. It's I think hard it's to supposed say. to be a, a nondescript anywhere place. Somewhere close to um, Cal to L.A. because that's you know filming. This film only had two interior sets: <laughs> the store. And um, Burton Heather's basement. Every right. other set well, was this just is exterior. Definitely not his natural um, accent. He was born in Philadelphia. Okay. <laughs> Up there? For the southern part of Philadelphia. <laughs> southern Philadelphia. <laughs> southern Philadelphia. In the desert part. In the de- 
Southern Desert Philly. All right. So as they're on their way out of town, they see a man up on a power line. And they discuss how that's not a job they would ever want to do. Too dangerous, too risky. They're like, fuck, we know that guy. (laughs) That was like, that's old Edgar Edgar Deeds. And Earl's like, how do you know? And Val's like, he wears that jacket all the time. How do I know? There's only 14 motherfuckers. (laughs) We're a third of the population right here. I know. In Reeve McIntyre's Oklahoma. So they pull over and they discuss he must have been super drunk to be all the way up there. Mm -hmm. So they get out of the car and they're yelling at him, Edgar, yo, Edgar. But he doesn't move and he doesn't seem to hear him. So they think he's passed out on the top of this power line tower. they're like, God damn you. Now we have to come. Well, one of them goes up there. (laughs) So they Rochambeau real quick. And Val loses. So he's got to climb the tower. And as he climbs up, he's muttering under his breath the whole time about how he's got to climb up this ladder for his this old drunk dude and he's all pissed off about it but he gets up to the top and holy shit edgar's dead we got an old dead guy clutching a winchester rifle and that's just what the hell Mm -hmm. so how they get him down don't know they had the uh, earl had to have gone up there too or did or did they just let him fall let him fall (laughs) That's what I think. Like, you wouldn't carry him down. That would be a really hard way to carry him. I don't know. He was not a small fella. I'm just... I think they kind of just shook him loose and he hit the ground. And they were like, don't worry about them bones, Doc. We did that. Well, I know. But they take him to Jim the doctor. And uh, they say, well, was it a heart attack? What happened? And Because he could just look at him and he knows. It was a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) Don't mind all those contusions, though. God of the thirst. Which you'd think that if they dropped that body from that height, he, there would be a lot of damage and you wouldn't be able to tell it was a heart attack. But Jim well, says... you can't just look at a guy who's been dead for days and know that he had a heart attack either. <laughs> you know what? There's a word to describe that. Amazing. That's amazing. This hey, doctor look, is amazing. Look, these small town doctors... <laughs> Reminds me of Doc Hollywood. They're so good. <laughs> you ever see Doc Hollywood? Yes. You should. You haven't seen it, Carl. You no. should see that too. You know who it reminds me of? Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. That's where I get all my good frontier medicine. Carly laughs because she's seen it. I have. Not a whole lot of it, but I do know. (laughs) Jane Seymour. Um, So Jim tells him that it was dehydration. And Val says, that takes a couple of days. And Jim's like, maybe three or four. Yeah. And Earl's like, so you mean to say he just sat up there for three or four days? He just sat up there until he died? And Jim's like, well, kind of looks like that, but... Duh. <laughs> but so, they're pretty baffled as to what would make him stay up there for three for three to four days. Then we flash to old Fred's farm. See an old man hoeing some dirt? Mm-hmm. And uh, his sheep are freaking out a little bit. And then we see the dirt in his yard move in. And something's coming, something's coming, and it pulls him underground, and he's attacked. And then we see the sheep go insane. The sheep go... Mm. Are you starting to talk? <laughs> yeah. Insane. <laughs> I don't know. All right. So then we see Rhonda's seismograph go crazy. And the boys attempt to leave for a second time. Mm-hmm. And... Earl thinks that Edgar had to have killed himself. because, And Val thinks that he had to have been chased. But Earl's like, who would be afraid of 
Edgar's Winchester rifle. There's no way. And what did they just do? Camp out there at the bottom until he died and then left? Like, it doesn't make any sense to Earl, but it doesn't make any sense to Val either. Mm -hmm. They don't know what's going on. And, coincidentally, they drive past old Fred's farm. And, and like, they see... There's little hunks of sheep everywhere. Look, what looks to be, a f- from afar, like bloody piles of dirt. And so they pull in, and they're looking all around, and they see hunks of meat and blood and dirt. But they don't see any sign of old Fred. And they're really confused. They're like, what the hell is going on? And they see Val goes to pick up old Fred's hat, which is sitting on the ground, and when he does, holy shit, there is old Fred. Or at least his head. His head. Fred's, Fred's head. head. Where's Fred? Fred's dead, baby. Fred's Fred is dead. dead and just left behind his head. <laughs> it's a rhyme. She does that sometimes. <laughs> and they they really freak out. And this time, they are mobile. Mm-hmm. They stop to warn some road construction workers who are doing... I don't know what, drilling. And uh, they tell him that there's some psycho killer on the loose that's cutting off people's heads and that it ain't safe and these guys got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And then they drive off. And the construction workers look at each other and we're like, well, that can't be real. They're, they're, just, just, playing a, they're just playing a prank on us. Mm-hmm. And um, so the one guy starts jackhammering the concrete and he hits something. So we hear like this animal scream and we see a bunch of orangish reddish blood bubble up and pour out the ground. So then, so the jackhammer is stuck in some kind of creature and the creature takes off pulling the jackhammer. The jackhammer's like straight up and down, pulling the jackhammer across the road. Mm -hmm. And wouldn't you know it, jackhammer guy gets tangled in the cord from the jackhammer. Mm So it pulls the jackhammer and the guy across the road and up and over a hill, and then we hear him um, scream. And uh, that ain't no good. <laughs> we go back in town at Walter's. And Walter and Miguel are, Miguel are chatting about how Miguel's cattle, some of them are missing. Mm-hmm. He ain't saying somebody took them. He's just saying some of them are missing. Mm-hmm. Now, we already know there's a monster on the loose, so we know what ate his cattle. But Miguel doesn't know what ate his cattle. And, uh, and amazingly, didn't eat them all, just some. Val and Earl come in with Melvin walking behind, and they tell everybody that old Fred is dead. And uh, Val tries to make a phone call because he's going to call Bixby police, but the phone is dead. And so they have a little chat real quick. The Hello? Mm-hmm. And Val and Earl have got to get to Bixby to go get the police because this is two murders. And all the sheep are dead, too. And all the sheep. So we know what happened to the cattle. And yeah. this is four people dead out of a town of 14. So, so yeah, they got to hurry. That's <laughs> significant amount. Yeah. So almost one third. <laughs> almost one third. Just one person shy of one third. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, so they get back in their truck and they go back out to head out to Bixby. And as they get to where the construction workers were, the road is blocked. Rock, rock slide. Yes. When the uh, when whatever it was ate that dude, it caused a rock slide. And uh, and his coworker <laughs> is also dead. 
Yes. Well, Earl says, is there some higher force at work here? Are we asking too much of life? <laughs> um, Belle gets out and tries to find the road workers. And instead, they find a hard hat with um, some blood and perhaps a little bit of brain left in it. <laughs> so they get back in their truck, turn around again. And when they turn the truck around, they back up into the rock slide. And the truck gets stuck. And they have this little argument. And Earl's like, you're hung up on something. And Val's like, I ain't hung up on nothing. And, they ha- and he just keeps giving it more gas and giving like, it more gas. You're going to ruin the clutch. And eventually, an axle. he floors it and they drive off. But something is stuck to the back of that truck. They don't know it, though. But they don't know it. All right. Back in town. Mindy sees Val and Earl pull, by, pull up and says, Val and Earl are back. And everybody comes out because that was way too fast. They should still be on their way to Bixby. <laughs> so they tell everyone that Canyon Road is blocked. And that is when, I can't, I think it might be Bert notices something attached to their truck axle. And it's it is, it looks like a dirty eel. It looks like a dirty eel. I also look like a snake. Hmm. Well, It's got a head with a mouth that opens and it's long, like a snake. Well, that's what what's the name says. Like a snake, yes, but it looks. Maybe that's like, why. Cause it looks like a snake. It's like a mutated snake. I don't know. I always thought it looked more like an eel. Okay. Their body Still, shape's a little yeah. bit different. Well, me and Earl disagree. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you and Earl can disagree all you want. But uh, Bert pries it off with a shovel, and there and Heather's like, "Be careful, Bert!" And he's like, "It's dead, <laughs> and it has a bad smell." I'm not going to lie, a couple times I thought it was going to snap at them, even though I knew it was dead. <laughs> uh, Bert does say that he thinks it could be a snake mutation. And I'll tell you one thing, just one of these couldn't have eaten Fred's whole flock of sheep. So we know that there has to be more, because one little snake monster did not eat a whole flock of sheep. But uh, Val sells the snake monster carcass to Walter for 15 bucks. It's quite a negotiation. Yeah. yeah. 20. And we've, we've learned in this movie that Val does not plan ahead. No. <laughs> this is another instance. <laughs> so then it's later that evening, and we get Dr. Jim and his wife. His wife was in Steel Magnolias. <laughs> um, they're unloading their car, chatting about the house that they're going to build. And so they're currently living in a little trailer. Kind of looks like uh, Riggs' trailer from Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're building a house. And they talk about how they got to go back into town the very next day and pick up some more stuff that's ready. Mm-hmm. And um, they're looking out at the stars and their generator turns off. And they start, oh, that stupid old thing. Maybe we should get a new one. And Jim goes to check on it. And it's just gone. And she's like, what do you mean it's gone? And he's like, look, the, the cord goes into the ground. And he thinks maybe it could be some kind of sinkhole. There's a lot of mines and underground caverns in this area. And ever since, whenever I see a cord to the ground, I think, grab boys. <laughs> I know. He starts pulling out the cord like he's going to pull the generator up. <laughs> but instead, he pulls out a frayed cord. And then something shoots the generator out of the ground. Jim immediately wants to check it out again and thinks it could be some kind of geyser like Yellowstone because they can smell this stink. And his wife's like, no, let's go. Let's go. 
Yeah, she's trying to get him to come back in the car, and he's trying to check out this interesting phenomenon that's happening in the dark. Mm-hmm. But he finally, you know, after a little bit of prodding, they start going back to the car, and something sucks him underground. Oh, shit, is that quicksand? <laughs> quicksand. I thought that'd be a bigger problem in life. <laughs> it could. But you know what? It's not quicksand. It's a graboid. <laughs> but he's being pulled in the ground, and I assume eaten. And he's screaming, and she's trying to pull him out, and she's trying to pull him out, and she's trying to pull him out, but she can't get him out, and he's just sucked in. There's a munching sound. So. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's kind of like digging at the dirt, and then all of a sudden one of the snake things pops out and tries to get her. And it actually scratches her cheek. And she like really freaks out, as you would, <laughs> and runs and gets in the station wagon. And you're like, all right, cool, she's fine. She gets in the car, and when she gets in the car, she knocks over the radio, so it starts playing the radio. And she goes to drive off, but she doesn't have the fucking keys. Mm. I guess Jim had the keys. <laughs> and so she's trapped in the car, but she all the things are attacking the back of the car, but they can't get in, but they can't get in, and so they kind of sink back into the ground, and then you don't hear any noise. And she thinks Pew. she might be safe. And she puts her head down, and you can see she's kind of taking stock, like, what just happened? These things attacked me. My husband got sucked in the ground. Was that quicksand? Was that snakes? I don't even know what's happening. And then the car starts to move, and you see it sinking into the ground. And the whole car gets turned vertical and pulled in the ground, and the glass gets knocked out, and you see sand pulling in, and the whole time you hear this... Tanya Tucker song, mm-hmm. and you see the headlights flashing up into the sky, and then they get covered with dirt and disappear. And you're like, oh, Kirk's wife's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, baby yeah. mama. <laughs> yeah, I was like, they didn't get married in that movie. And he goes, all right, baby mama. <laughs> all right. So then we go back to everybody hanging out at the store, which... There's nothing else to do in this town, so obviously we're all hanging out at the store. And by my count, we have eight more people that live in this city now, or this this town. I don't count the the uh, Grant lady because she doesn't live there; she's just there. Maybe maybe the power guy is not living there, but okay, we're, we're getting low on population here. Mm-hmm. All right, so Bert and Heather yeah, are advocating. Much of a movie, you know, at least one person's got to live. Yeah, <laughs> arming themselves and hunkering down, and they'll just kill all these things, and it'll be fine. We're just going to hunker down. And um, Nancy and Nestor are both giving them shit about it. So they must be loving this. Any excuse to fucking have a bunch of guns and, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, stuff. And Do you notice they have a bumper sticker on their car that says Free Afghanistan? <laughs> mm-hmm. But they're completely isolated. The phones are dead. And with the road is blocked, nobody's going to get out there. And... Nancy's like, well, don't you think somebody's going to... They'll notice that we are we can't get a hold... That we're stuck here, and they'll come look. And, and they're like, no, they won't. <laughs> no, they won't. <laughs> There's only 14 of us, dude. But then we cut. And we see that well, somebody did. <laughs> well, not yet. Oh, well, okay. me, Miguel remembers Walter has horses. Mm-hmm. And that they could ride to Bixby. Mm-hmm. Who's the best riders? And they turn... And everybody stares, stares at Val and Earl. So they're the best riders, so they're going to saddle up. Mm-hmm. And um, 
So they there we got a handgun and a rifle. We Rochambeau again. And this time Val wins, so he gets the rifle. And uh, Earl gets the handgun. How's that work out for Earl? Pretty good, because Reba gives him a big well, fucking... Well, <laughs> Bert and Heather are going to go look for the college girl. And they're like... And Val and Earl said they're going to swing by the doctors. Mm-hmm. And see if they went into Bixby or not. And Heather says that they need something with more firepower than that Colt. So she gives them her rifle. I could not write down what kind of rifle. Some super, super rifle. A big banana. Yeah. And this is when Melvin plays a prank with the snake monster. Mm-hmm. And he comes, he's wearing it like a scarf, comes screaming out of the thing, and they all yell at him and tell him they're going to kick his ass. And Melvin needs to be kicked in the dick. Yeah, like they raise the their guns, they're going to shoot at it, and yeah. then they realize, yeah. like, kid, we could have killed you just now. Yeah, Grosskism, Michael Grosskism, a bunch of shit about it. <laughs> like, you came yeah. this close, man. All right, so then we get Val and Earl riding up to the doctor's place, and we can see that the car's gone, and they're looking for him, and they, you know, they're not in the trailer, they're not in the house, and then Val's like, well, the car's gone. They must have went to Bixby. And Earl's like, well, then where are the, where's the music coming from? So they kind of follow the music. It's coming from under the ground. You can't see this, but Elaine has her hand to her ear like she's <laughs> listening to the ground. And so they're kind of touching the dirt, and there's some light there. And they move the dirt, and yeah, then they she's find. Her hands like she's moving dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Elaine's a method actress. She has to get. She has to get into the part. And then they found the fucking buried ass car, which scares. Well, she the finds. Shit they find the headlights of it. Yeah. Well, it's still the buried. Uh, yeah, they know that the car is there because they yeah. find the front end. It scares the shit out of them. So then, uh, they get back on the horses and they're talking to each other as they're galloping across the plain. We ain't stopping to Bixby. We're getting the F out. They're totally freaked them out. But the horses start to shy. And they won't go any... They won't go forward anymore. And they... Uh, they pull their guns out. But they don't see anything. And then the horses throw them. And they're like, oh, what the shit? And the horses are attacked. Mm-hmm. And they can see the snake things have gotten the horses all tangled up and are pulling them into the ground and Val shoots one and then they run away or the thing kind of retreats and then the whole ground moves <laughs> sorry uh, my caller ID said potential spam turn <laughs> <laughs> it upside down like, what the fuck does that mean <laughs> it means that it thinks it's a telemarketer trying to call me in the middle of our podcast recording mm. so Fuck that. <laughs> well, folks, that's one of the new features in Elaine's new phone here. So if you want a new phone, you should drop your phone in the suit, too. <laughs> now, you know, I think that if it had been like a stew, I would have been fine. But because it was beef and barley, it's a much watery broth. <laughs> She's been complaining she wants a new phone for a while now, so her dropping. You can't say I'm using the air quotes. It was an accident. It was an accident. You're saying it's a setup? It was an accident. Okay, it was a setup. <laughs> I smell something fishy. I ain't talking about the soup. No, there was no fish in that soup. It was beef. It was a beef. He smells something beefy, and it wasn't the soup. That beefy smell is my own is my old phone, which I couldn't even turn in for a phone credit because it's so messed up. We couldn't get it to fact. We can't get to the place where we can factor reset it. Did you put it in rice? 
That's what they always say to do. I don't know. <laughs> if it gets wet, because rice will pull out the moisture. But yeah. um, beef broth, not so much. There's more than there's more in the broth than just water. Oh. It's the beefy goodness that. I guess anyway, my phone's a vegetarian. Let's get back to the graboids. <laughs> All right. So they get thrown. They watch as the horse is attacked. Well, Val shoots one, and it retreats, and then the whole ground starts to move. There must be a million of them. And then it kind of like jumps out of the ground and then dives back under like a dolphin or a beached whale. And they, nope, just one. And they run. This has a lot of grabby. Tentacle things. Yeah. They Grab snake boys. tentacles. Snake tentacles. That's not a thing. So they're running. <laughs> That's what they are. They are running for their life, but this thing is game. And they just drop the guns. They're like, fuck the guns. <laughs> well, you know what? Riva is not getting that gun back. When I'm running for my life, I think I might drop a gun too. Because you need both your arms to be pumping. <laughs> and guns are heavy, so you got to drop yeah. them. These things are fast. It's gaining on them. And they see this big culvert, so they're going to jump it. And they like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible where he said he hurt himself. Yeah. <laughs> and they try to jump it. Do they make it? No. no. They fucking hit the wall and fall in the culvert because mm. that's what actual people would do. I think this is a nice touch. I was enjoying <laughs> the part that they found there. But unfortunately, the monster smashes into the concrete it's a side. You can call it graboid. I I broke monster a couple times and graboid a couple times. <laughs> And, smashes um, into the side and it dies. And it dies because it was going so fast, it smashed in the concrete well, and it killed didn't itself. know there was going to be a concrete wall in front of it. So <laughs> No, I guess it didn't. If not. you were running full speed and you didn't see a concrete wall and walk right into it, you'd have some problems too. <laughs> and so they, they're like, holy shit, it's dead. It sure is. And it smells real bad. They, we keep talking about that smell. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that smell. Can't you smell that smell? I can't, but I don't want to even imagine what that <laughs> smells like. Gross. Like butt. I bet it smells like, a, like funky ass. Like a wet phone. Like a wet phone. <laughs> you know what I bet it smells like? You know, like when you're real sweaty and you, or some, when somebody's real sweaty and they're hiding their money in their underpants and they're at Wait, the 7 Eleven to buy a soda pop and they pull out that sweaty dollar that's been around their butt crack no. and they set it on the counter. <laughs> I bet that's what Graboids that's smell horrific. like. That's horrific. Where do you hang Haven't out? Have you ever seen the convenience store signs that says we will not accept cash that comes out of that out from of your, your butt bra? Crack? No, from oh. your bra or whatever. No. From the bra I've seen. Really? But from the butt. Well, no. <laughs> I wouldn't take that. They put here. it like, Ugh. if you like, people I'm not put it like that. in the waistband <laughs> of their Underpants. Yeah, jail wallet. What is that? But this wallet. is if your dollar fell down, what got moved, and it. Was I don't like want nothing coming out of the old or, prison wallet. We'll just say money out of your shoe. I still got to buy once money. upon a Deadpool. Elena's thing. I should. I'm gonna get it and not tell her. So. I just think it's a waste. I think you should just run it because you're never gonna watch it more than once. You well, I, I figured you would be for it because apparently most of the scenes they cut in are from Princess Bride, like the Princess Bride stuff. So duh. So you would. Anyway, like then Monica. Are you working this weekend, by the way? This weekend? Yeah. No. Damn. The only <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> All right. The only you, thing she's not going out of town like me, though. So. I, I don't need to big just tell us. You can to, watch go. it while I watch makeup videos in the other room. We don't. I don't care. Okay. All right. So. so let me know, son. Come over. Yeah. You should. <laughs> so as they're examining the this thing, Rhonda wanders over and asks them if they just noticed something weird and. Sh- Scares the shit out of them, and then she's and like, like, "Yeah, uh, there's just like, <laughs> what the hell is that?" So they examine the body, 
And uh, this is, Rhonda believes that this is the most important zoological find of the 21st century, or 20th century. And Val has unearthed, where he got a shovel? I guess from Rhonda, maybe. She had the shovel. It's a little shovel that she had. He dug out the whole body. Which would have took a while. And it's like 20 feet long. He's like, I found the ass in. (laughs) Well, at that point, he got excited because he'd been digging a while. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's huge. And uh, Rhonda kind of examines it. She sees that there's no eyes, so it must be completely subterranean. And I guarantee you 100%, if Rhonda hadn't been there, he'd have held the, that bottom part up to his crotch. But look up a dick. He'd have done it. <laughs> Probably. Because that's oh a guy God. thing. Every time it I see that part. would have occurred to me. <laughs> well, originally, I, I did read in the trivia, originally they didn't have the snake, uh, what do we call them, the snake tickles? Uh-huh. Yeah. They had uh, just a mouth. And it was like this, apparently this armored plate that stood over the mouth. And when they came out of the ground, the armored plate slid back. But when they, when they, <laughs> yeah. when they made it, they were like, that looks like a dick. <laughs> so they're like, we're, we're going to change it and do the, the snake tickles thing. So that's not quite as phallic. Well, the fact that you're calling them snake tickles makes it sound more phallic. Well, I'm, just, I'm just letting you know, Carla, what, what two dudes would do if they were alone in the I, desert with a dead grab one. That's like, not what a lady would do. <laughs> And, that, and there's the fundamental difference. Yeah. At least not me. Yeah. Just no. saying. It never would have occurred to me. <laughs> uh, we, we, we'd be taking selfies with it. <laughs> I'd be taking a selfie with it, but I wouldn't be saying, look at my dick. <laughs> it's one hell of a tallywhacker you got there. Mm-hmm. But when you came home and showed me that picture, I would respond with, that's one hell of a tallywhacker. <laughs> that's right. I'm glad you lived. <laughs> now we do the dick in the box pose. Nice. <laughs> It'd be a dick in the rocks. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Okay, so... And if you don't understand that reference, friends, you need to go oh. out and watch the... It's Dick in a Box by Justin Timberlake and, and uh, Andy, Andy Sandberg. Okay, so Rhonda notices that there's these protuberances, at, like nubs all over... Spikes. ...its body, and she... Uh, hypothesizes thank you this is how it moves <laughs> that it moves through the rock and there's so many and that's why it can move so fast and um because it's been tripping sent and she says that it's been tripping sensors all over the place but this kind of jogs her memory and makes her pull out her research and she realizes she says that there are three more of them but i actually think there were four more if my math is right. Well, let's check it. She's got seismographs in various parts, and they've got stuff hitting yeah, there's, them. Um, there's five to get all together. Yeah, there's five all together. She says, there's four more, and then there's the one that... That they killed. But she, made, she, but she says there's three reading, more. So, you know, she could just be wrong. But, okay, so Val and Earl are celebrating all the money they're going to make with... On the, this find, and that they're sure shit not going to sell this one to Walter for a measly fifteen bucks, no. and she's because like, "Because Walter hey. has started selling photos with it for like five bucks a pop, yeah. so he's making even though there's only fourteen people. No, nope. eight there's, now. There's eight ten. Now. <laughs> he, yes. he at least there's made ten. And then, twice. Two of them aren't doing it. So when you start do the math, the most he can make is like oh. forty bucks. Yeah. Well, actually, thirty-five because he's one of those two. Two. Okay. <laughs> so. She's like, hey, holy shit, there's more of them. And they immediately take her word. I'm not going to argue if you think there are more of these things. I just saw that thing. And they get in, and they're like, and Earl's like, where's your truck? We got to get back to town. So they make for her truck. So as they're walking for her truck, Earl falls in a prairie dog hole. And we think, 
he's about to be eaten by a graboid. No. Just a prairie dog hole. But this allows them to see Rhonda's seismograph equipment and it's starting to move. It's starting to go crazy. Holy shit. One is coming right now. So they quickly run and they get up on this pile of boulders. And then, oh fuck, they're trapped on a pile of boulders. Mm -hmm. And they're like, where's your truck? And we can see it off in the distance. There's like six or seven little piles of rocks. And by the last pile is Rhonda's truck. And Val's like, I don't think we can make it. And they're like, this is what happened to the Ernie. The Edgar. dead guy at the Edgar. Edgar. Dehydration. This is because after a while, they're like, maybe it's gone. No, it's not. No. It's waiting. It's got all day. This has got the patience to Job. Yeah. <laughs> so they're stuck on the rock. They discuss various theories of how these things came to be with Earl. Pretty sure it's aliens. <laughs> these, well, boy, these boys ain't well, local. If you think about it, because they're like, oh, they might have been around pre-Jurassic and no, nobody's it's, ever it's, seen one it's before. It's pre-Cambrian. Yeah. And that's when my dark ado got active. Because there's, oh, okay. there's no animals pre-Cambrian. But okay. we'll get to that. Whatever. <laughs> but, anyway, she's like, it could have been around for thousands of years. Oh, wait. Somebody, millions of years. Somebody would have seen one. Yeah, yeah so what her hypothesis is that no one has noticed these things. That she'd be eating an entire town until Well, now. she admits she's just a grad student. She doesn't fucking know. Aliens checks out. They, they, keep, asking, things are a big fucking problem. they keep asking her, and she's like, the fuck I know. Do they ever yeah. tell you where these come from? Um, I think maybe in the fourth one. Hmm. I know. The Western. Which is, takes place in the past, <coughs> in 1812, and during the founding of Perfection. Ah, and yes. Because <laughs> that's a big thing, the you founding know, of Perfection. <laughs> okay, you know, who's, you know who's in it? Bert's ancestor, played by... Bert. <laughs> Bert. <laughs> Bert. <laughs> wow. That's funny. Reba doesn't make it for any of the sequels. I know what I'm doing this weekend. <laughs> I didn't check if she was in and the you in said the there, reboot, the 2018 reboot. See, you said there's a reboot, wasn't. but I looked on IMDb just while it we were talking. It was a made-for-TV movie. You don't let me finish talking. Mm-hmm. I hate when you do that. And there was one that came out in 2018, which has Bert in it, and it's a sequel. So are you um, well, sure about the, that? The thing on Kevin Bacon's page said it was a reboot. Okay, well, Kevin Bacon, well, well let me dig a little bit deeper. Because Kevin Bacon was in it. Well, Kevin Bacon was not in the other one, so let me see here. No. Anyways. <laughs> but um, most of them were in the sequels, but not Kevin Bacon and not Reba, because they're two biggest stars. Yep. Yeah. They're damn sure was a Tremors. He played Valentine. He played himself. Yep. So is this like so a... So maybe uh, it was a sequel. I don't know. I thought I said a yep, reboot. Yeah, a Great Wall thing where it's like the monster only comes to this place and as long as we don't let it get beyond. You know how long it's been <laughs> since I've seen Tremors 4? I don't think it's come out yet. They they only it was two thousand nineteen. Yeah, that's when they shot it. The well, that's release. true. Oh, dude. They may be looking for a way to release it. Hopefully, it comes to Netflix. <laughs> you know, if you cancel Netflix, this is going to come to Netflix, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be sad. All right. So, anyways, so they're stuck on the rock. They discuss the various theories of how it came to be. It's been hours, and they decide to check if it's gone. So Val goes down the edge of the rock, and this is not how. He looks like he could fall off any second. He's yeah. wearing cowboy boots. There's no traction on these boots. Rhonda's at least in, like, sneakers. She looks like she's in boots for working outside. Yeah, she's got traction. He has no traction yet. He slides down this steep rock. My mom had a big ro- has a Whoa. big rock in her front yard that we used to slide off of. <laughs> it's, like, three and a half feet tall. This shit's slippery. I know well, how be, slippery a rock is. To be fair, he, 
He has cowboy boots on, but he was riding a horse. You're supposed to wear cowboy boots to ride a horse. I know, but it's not the best <laughs> no, traction not. for climbing down the side of sort of a steep rock to check if there's a monster in the ground. Mm-hmm. True that. I would have taken my shoes off, I think, and gotten the traction of toes, although mm-hmm. I bet it was a hot rock. It's possible. Hot, hot rock. You know how it gets in Texas, Arizona, Canada. <laughs> Desert. Wherever, wherever this was. South America. All right, um... <laughs> So, they, uh, he gets this piece of wood and kind of taps the ground, and it comes up. And they see that this monster is kind of missing one of its little graboid heads. Its little snake-tacles. One mm. of it's missing its head. It's Stumpy. So, they start calling it Stumpy. That's yeah. the one that got their truck. When I the snake-tacles missing its head, that sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. Thanks for calling them snake-tacles. No problem. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> um, and they realize that it, it's still there. So they realize that it can hear them, that the rock is conducting the sound, and that it must hear through vibrations so it knows we're there. So night falls. And then it's the next day, and they wake up. And um, we see that Kevin Bacon has given Rhonda his jacket to sleep in. Because it gets fucking cold in the desert, even if it was warm during the day. Mm-hmm. So she kind of smiles at him and says, thank you. And he's like, no problem, and takes it back, being all manly and fucking freezing his ass off. <laughs> but kind of awkward. And they check to see if Stumpy is still there. And this is when they, re- this is, this is when they talk about Edgar, because they realize that this is why Edgar never got off its tower. Cause it Perfection just- is in Nevada. Awesome. I thought oh, I saw a street sign that said Nevada. Yep. Hmm. All right. Also, it says the, the reboot of Tremors is dead. Aww. Aww. That sucks. That makes me sad. But that means check YouTube for the, the renegade copy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That makes me sad. Eaten by Graboids. All the good things are. All yeah. Right. So, Val and Earl start having an argument how they got to get a plan because they got to get off this rock because they're not just going to wait around here till they die. And Rhonda's like, I might have an idea. And they're like, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, hold on. Blah, blah, blah. Because she's a woman and can't have an idea. Mm-hmm. So what does she do? So, up, so she fucking move. carries out her idea. It was like, you guys have She's fun. like, F this, I'm mobile. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she grabs a conveniently placed pole-shaped piece of wood. <laughs> and there's not just one. There's a bunch. There's no, no, a bunch. A bunch? No, there's three. What the fuck was happening over by there's this pile of rocks? There's just three. You yeah. know what I call that? That's fucking amazing. <laughs> and then she's like, you guys ever pole vault? And, and pole vaults. And I'm like, have you ever pole vault? <laughs> you know what? I certainly have not. When there's when there's graboids on the loose. Not like... When there's graboids on the loose, I'm giving it a shot. Yeah. And, uh... The boys are fucking impressed. They stare at her a little bit, and they look at each other and are like, well, hot damn. You think and, yourself, what a woman. <laughs> well, Earl tries it, doesn't really make it. At least you didn't fall on the ground. He does better than I would. <laughs> <laughs> I would fall on the ground. It's all about momentum, because I've tried this year. Val kind of gets ready, and he gives it a shot, and he makes it. And then Earl makes it, and then we see them pole vaulting from rock pile to rock pile to rock pile. So they get to the last one. And they're right next to the truck. And they, she takes the keys out of her pocket and puts it in her mouth because they know once they get in this truck, they'll stay, that thing, the graboid is going to be right on them. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, and they jump. And they manage to get in the truck and turn the truck on. And Rhonda somehow manages to dive through the back window of the truck and drive with, with her, her hands. With her hands 
while steering. While because steering. Because you see the truck steering. <laughs> I'm like, how is she doing this? <laughs> Even if she had one hand on the gas pedal and one hand on the steering wheel, how can she reach both and see where she's going? Now, she's talented. And the thing is, we whoa, know whoa. there's a fence in a culvert not far from here. Yeah. That's dangerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, so they get back into town. And Val and Earl and Rhonda try to describe the creatures to the townsfolk, but they just don't really... They don't have cell phone pictures. Yeah, they're they cell don't. phones they can take pictures with. No. <laughs> and... Um, they don't really want to believe that it's more... They just think it's the snake thingies. And they're like, no, this thing is huge. And they don't... You know, they're having trouble. And, and look, um, it's a giant monster with like 10 of those snake things coming out of it. Walter tries to contact Bert and Heather, but they're not answering. So they must still be out looking for Rhonda. Help me, And Rhonda. Nestor and, Juan and Walter don't really give a shit about what it looks like. They just want to know... What to call them and where they're from. Because they get a chance to name a monster. <laughs> and Wal- that, is, that is a rare thing. <laughs> Walter eventually settles on Graboids. And, and dies. <laughs> that seems to become its official name. But does that carry on into future movies? It does. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know. They don't say it a whole lot in this movie. They don't. I don't remember if they call them that in the Western, for obvious reasons. It takes place in the past. I feel like we should watch it and see what they call them there because that obviously is the canon name. (laughs) I've watched that once and was like, I'm never watching this. (laughs) I know. So you go ahead. I don't remember it at all. I know I've seen it. (laughs) You Um, lived in Italy when I watched it and I was like, nope. (laughs) Look, but our hero trio knows that that's not priority. They need to get out of Dodge. They're trapped in this town and they got to get out because... Is this where they figure out that the monsters are coming towards them? Uh, this is when Nancy says that someone's going to check on them and when they notice the rose is out and the lines are down. And Val's like, oh yeah, that's how it works. And this is where we flash to the road where we see some kind of work pickup truck and we see an empty harness and a hard hat on the ground and then we keep panning, we keep panning, then we see a second hard hat and a pile of bloody tissue. Mm-hmm. So whoever came out to check on the road workers is now get dead again. Yeah. Yeah. Which, so we have these super smart worm monsters that didn't bother breaking into anywhere until 1989, mm-hmm. which is when the movie takes place, by the way. Just read that about two minutes ago. <laughs> anyway, that shit's amazing. Mm-hmm. And so obviously Nancy's not 100% wrong because they sent someone to check out on the road workers and that person didn't come back. The next day... They're going to send somebody else. I mean, I would assume. I don't know how many road workers there are in that particular mm-hmm. thing, but generally construct, you'd think that they would answer to some kind of state yeah. organiz- road crew yeah. organization. These are people who don't live in this town. No, definitely not. There's people in Bixby who are missing these people. Yes. But so Nestor, Nancy, Miguel, and Walter are just not taking this seriously. And Val grabs a Mac off the wall map off the wall and shows them each murder in succession and he's like look murder? attack <laughs> he says this is edgar this is this is where we found edgar this is the old, old man's farm. farm fred's farm fred's farm <laughs> this is the doc's place this is something else all of it le- this valley is just one long smorgasbord leading right for us we have got to get out She's very southern. (laughs) They finally seem to get it for a second. And then Walter's like, 
this is when Walter decides on graboids. That this definitely graboids. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, I think it's Nestor asks, well, where, where are we supposed to go? The road is out. Mm-hmm. And Earl says, well, Rhonda's got an idea. And Rhonda's plan is if they go up to the mountains, then they can hike along the mountains into Bixby. And that the mountains are supposedly solid granite. And that the monsters can move through dirt. She uses a technical term. And everybody's like, say what now? <laughs> Loose dirt. Loose dirt. But they can't move through sod rock. And we saw it, the concrete in the culvert killed it. So this is just then... Melvin decides to play another prank. This is the boy who cried graboids. Mm-hmm. So he starts screaming and then throws a basketball at Earl. And Earl thinks it's a monster mm-hmm. and gets really pissed. And he's like, boy, I'm going to kick your ass and throws yes. it back at him. Then, uh, So the townsfolk seem to be like, you know what? Maybe we do need to get out of here. And Nancy says she's going to go get Mindy. And Melvin is outside bouncing his ball. Well, you can understand where the townspeople are coming. They haven't seen any of this shit. Well, they They're did. just going on these two goofballs' word that there's this big monster running around. Other than you the know. snake monster. The snake yeah, they got, well, they got the little snake monster thing, but, you know. And like, there's two dead people. These two, yeah. you know, people think maybe they're drunks. I don't know what the town <coughs> thinks of them. But they're like the guy that, that Well, that cleans, Bert doesn't care for them. The guy that cleans <laughs> my septic tank told me there's a giant monster rolling around in the hill. So. Yeah. But, you know, once they see some serious graboid action, then that changes. But we see Melvin bouncing his ball, and all of a sudden it disappears. Mm-hmm. And then we hear him scream. And they're and like, God damn it, Melvin. And Earl goes to kick his, I'm going to go kick his ass. And I'm going to help. Yep. And when they go outside, they're like, they got that authoritative, I'm about to kick your ass walk. Mm-hmm. And then they see Melvin up. He has climbed a light pole. And he's like at the top. Shaken in terror. How the fuck did he get up there? That's what that I adrenaline kicked, kicked in. <laughs> and oh fuck, it's a graboid. Mm-hmm. So they all run into different buildings. And you can see it. It follows them and it even goes under the floor. But they're all like, shh, shh, quiet, quiet. In fact, Rhonda yells quiet <laughs> before they're actually quiet. But so they all, they're all quiet. And they freeze, and it's all silent. And then you could hear springs. It's Mindy on her pogo stick because Mindy is a big pogo stick. She she is counting her pogos. Yep, she's her an enthusiast. She's definitely an enthusiast. So they hear her, and they're like, "Oh shit!" And even though they weren't supposed to move or make any noise, they walk out of the building. <laughs> suspicious. They have to save her. Well, I think it's suspicious. I can't tell if the monsters can respond to them talking because whenever they try to distract the monsters by yelling and talking, nothing happens. But they all insist on being quiet. I understand not moving. (laughs) Carly, don't tug at that string. Just just let that one go. I don't think they can hear them talking. But they're all like, quiet, quiet. It's more that they can sense vibration with their spikes, not so much the talking. But these, these guys don't know shit about nothing. You know what I mean? They're like, be quiet. Am I they just keep you? trying to, like, let me distract him. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> they also, they they also pound on the ground and yeah. stuff, too. But so, oh no, Val runs and he saves Mindy. Snatches her off that pogo stick just in time. Mm-hmm. And Nancy and, and. She had headphones on so that she couldn't she hear couldn't the yelling. Hear. And uh, it's right in front of him. And 
Val tells Nancy and Minnie to go in the house. So they run in the house, and Val runs to a truck, and he gets trapped on a truck. And then we see a second kind of dust trail. We got another one coming in, and Earl and Rhonda run from the one that's coming in. But Rhonda falls, and she gets trapped in some bailing wire. Mm-hmm. So the guests, I guess after they put that fence together, they just left a pile of loose wire in the fucking <laughs> pool because she gets stuck in the... In the bailing wire. Gets stuck in her pants. And then the monster grabs, like, the there's, like, a fence post, and it grabs it, and it starts to reel her in as if it's a Meg trying to eat a fishing boat. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I don't remember. I didn't write it down. So Val comes over to save her. And tells Rhonda to take off her pants. Because her pants are caught in the bar bar. So she has to take off her pants. So um, they didn't rehearse that. So her reaction to having no pants on in front of Kevin Bacon is her real reaction to having (laughs) no pants on in front of Kevin Bacon. But they managed to save her. So they're back. I remember the first time I took my pants off in front of Kevin Bacon. It was weird. It's a big time in a man's life. I remember the first time I saw Kevin Bacon take his pants off, he was invisible. Mm. Hollow man. Yeah. But you got to see his tallywhacker. Mm-hmm. It's through heat sensors. Mm-hmm. He was wagging that tally whacker all over the side of Hollow Man. <laughs> I have never seen that. You've seen Hollow Man? Mm. You will. Yeah. <laughs> It'll come up eventually. Yeah. I won't spoil it for you. <laughs> it it's, gets dark. Um, it's a tally whacker anyway. So uh, Val doctors up her legs, and they, sh- they have a shared moment, if you will, <laughs> where he's kind of reassessing his feelings on her. And this is a couple of times where he's come and saved her bacon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, ah, <laughs> and, and Earl's the, looking out like, the, I do. Like proud <laughs> papa, like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So just then, Walter's Pepsi Cooler takes this moment to turn on and vibrate and be a pain in the patookas. Earlier, they had at, Walter had asked them to fix it or yep. look at it, and they were leaving. They're not going to do it. Oh, they were they're trying to keep a schedule. They were keeping the schedule. <laughs> Because it was garbage day. And they need to earn money by doing the jobs they've signed up or they've What is it? Val said, we have a schedule so we can work. So we don't have to do anything right now. So we, to work tomorrow so I don't have to do anything right now. Yeah, something like that. But, um, so they jump on it and they, uh, Walter and Earl pull the Pepsi machine out while Val unplugs it. And, but the monster... It's too late. The monster breaks through the floor, and then it grabs Walter. No! Sorry. And it eats Egg Shen. Mm. Goodbye, Egg Shen. They're all trying to grab him out. I'm like, even if you got him out. He'd be half the Wong he used to be. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not Officer Sapiring this one. No. But, so they... Might Lieutenant Dan this one, but that's about it. (laughs) Shaking off the horrific death of Egg Shen, Val spots... The roof hatch. And he points it out to Miguel and Earl and Rhonda. It's like, look, up on the roof. We'll get up on the roof. Up on the rooftop, quick, quick, Rhonda's quick. like on the shelves. Yeah, she's on the shelves. And these monsters... Are fucking amazing. Yes, because they can't see the shelves. But yet, they manage to knock them all over. Yeah, they can't see the shelves. They can't smell the shelves. They sense vibration, but they just look... Oh. Isn't it amazing? I just pop my head over and knock over so all like, the shelves. So like any <laughs> good making a mess in a library scene, uh-huh. the shelves hit each other like dominoes, and this causes Rhonda to fall out a window. 
and the boys think she's dead because they get up on the roof and they go running over yes. to the side of the roof and they're looking for her, but she has managed to safely climb the water tower. And just in case you guys haven't watched the movie and you're curious, before he died, Walter gave her some pants. <laughs> yeah. She's not in her underwear. <laughs> and a pair of sneakers. Yeah. This movie would have been a lot cooler. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't fall out of her room. A window in her underpants. No, she got some fresh blue jeans and some new shoes, too. We gave her shoes and pants. Yeah. So we got Val, Earl, and Miguel on the storeroom. We got Melvin on top of his shack, which, because this seems to be Melvin's shack, and he seems to be the only person that lives here. Val yells to Nestor and Nancy to get on the roofs that the um, things can come through the floor. We finally flashed a Bert and Heather, still alive. Mm-hmm. They arrive back at their house. After finding no trace of the monsters. Apparently, Bert was hunting the monsters. Because he talks about how there was no tracks, no spore, no nothing. Mm-hmm. And the one person who's trying to look for them, making a lot of noise, doesn't find them. Hmm. And isn't, isn't that convenient? Heather pulls out her binoculars and takes a peep on the town and sees everybody up on the roof. And she's like, Bert, something weird's going on over there. <laughs> They're all, and, but he's not really listening. So they go down into their rec room, and he calls the store on his CB. And they lower Val off the roof Mm -hmm. to the window to grab the CB, and he pulls it up. This is one of those weird, funny comedy things that always makes me smile. Just that CB ain't connected to fucking nothing. Just just the fucking thing of upside-down Kevin Bacon with that hair. It always (laughs) makes me laugh. Do they know how CB radios work? Because... that wouldn't no. work. Honey, babe, there's graboids in this movie. <laughs> this more sense the CB radio working with nothing. Right. Maybe it's battery operated. Really? Where are the batteries? Well, you, you need to see the second one where they're walking around with this TV screen that senses vibrations. It's, it's not attached to anything. Like a. Wait till you see the third one when they start to fly. Oh, like God. one of those. Ohm. What is it called? I got uh, Oscilloscopes? Mm-hmm. Oscilloscope. Yeah. I don't know that. <laughs> but when he's holding it, it clearly has lines has attached lines to something. But when they pull away, it's not attached. Like, what is that? Okay, fun. So Bert's still trying to call him on the CB, and Val answers, but Bert can't hear him, and he's like, "I can't hear you, Walter. I'm on channel 25. Over." <laughs> and just then, Heather drops a bunch. What is that thing that she puts the ammo in? Do you know? Does anybody know the giant thing full of sand uh, that she, she turns on? It, it's a, a brass cleaner, right? S-H-H-H-H-H-H-H. Yes. She's cleaning. They make their own rounds. Mm-hmm. So she's polishing them so they can shoot straight. Okay. Because I was like, what the fuck is this thing? And why the fuck are you doing that? <laughs> well, they clearly make their own ammo. And I don't make my own ammo. I guess that means I really don't believe in werewolves. Yeah. My only experience with ammo making. Do you, did you ever go to the house where the dude made his own uh, bullets? Hmm, not that when, I recall. When we used to clean houses, it was creepy and it was <laughs> dirty. I don't think he was polishing them. <laughs> they make their own bullets. There's gunpowder just sitting around. Yeah. All right. Watch out. There, yeah, there was on their, on their paperwork, there's guns all over this house. Don't touch them. <laughs> wow. So Heather turns this thing on and it makes a lot of noise and a lot of vibration to polish the brass. Are they good vibrations? And Val tells Bert Can to- Can you feel it? Feel it? To get on the roof. not too much, because that's going to attract a graboid. Well, it's such a good vibration. It's a, <laughs> it's a sweet sensation. He thinks, and 
Bert's like, Val's crazy. He says we could we should get on the roof. And Heather's like, honey, I told you something weird is going on there. And Val's um, yelling in the thing and says that they're under the ground. They're and Bert's un- like, I don't see anything. They're like, they're under the fucking ground. <laughs> because he says they're coming right for you. They're huge. And so they grab guns and they're looking out the window. But then <laughs> he's like, they're under the ground. They're under the ground. Which, in his defense, why would they be? <laughs> you said, hey, man, there's a bunch of monsters coming. I'll be, I'll be like, well, where? No, they're under the ground. Oh, no shit. And, um, Duh. Lots of underground monsters. But as the monster gets to their house, you can hear it run. You can hear it breaking into the wall. Yeah. Which So this it breaks through their cinder block wall just fine. This is their bomb shelter. This is yeah. their- that should have killed that graboid. I know. I don't know. Maybe... Maybe they've smartened up. Maybe that first one they killed was just was just the devil. It's like if you want it to make sense, it almost has to be like they're a hive mind, so they know what happened to the other ones. Because they're all learning from the mistakes of the other ones. Maybe they are. <laughs> Shh, Carly's cracked the case over here. <laughs> because that should have killed. They're that an intelligent, learning hive mind. So not only that, this this graboid breaks through a concrete wall or, or a cinder block wall. But it takes a whole lot of gunfire, so it's also well, got a very hard hide. Yeah. I don't know. I guess maybe Bert isn't the great craftsman that he thinks he is. <laughs> because the Graboid gets in, and they fucking unload they're on this They're spending mother. a fortune, okay? Mm-hmm. They, and they're all Marlboro men. The funny fucking thing <laughs> is, so they're firing these guns, they're firing these guns, and as they back up, you see a wall of fucking guns. Yeah. Yeah. So here's my and they just question. keep grabbing different ones. Yeah. I understand they have a lot of different calibers, different guns. Why is the elephant gun in glass case? <laughs> I don't, it's probably a special model. Really? Maybe that's all the other guns next to it pretty special, too? Maybe it's an... Uh, I just figured it was like one he always wanted, or like, or a, like special a, displ- him, a special or, yeah. one, or a display piece, or maybe an antique that was his great great grandfather's from the, the founding of perfection. That would have been cool. I wonder if that was the gun. We'll have to go back and watch that. No, uh, you watch it. And let me know. <laughs> you, you just come in to watch Tremors Four. I don't remember saying right. that. But you can play back the sound here, but I'm pretty sure that wasn't that was Tony who said one it. grabs Bert. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> but Heather manages to blow its. Um, snake to call apart, mm-hmm. and in the end, Bert kills it with his e- using the elephant gun. Y'all broke into the wrong goddamn rec room, you bastard! Did, did in fact. <laughs> but it's almost like in no, I can't say in that other movie we watched where <laughs> where you can only hurt the monster with the gun if its like mouth is open or something like. Uh, it's just really tough. Yeah, because yeah. they yeah. they were shooting clearly shooting the monster, yeah. Yeah. and they were hitting the monster, and it wasn't doing any damage. Yeah. But when she uh, shot the tentacle thing off, yeah. then yeah. its mouth was open. They were able to yeah, shoot. It, it has armor. You yeah, know, shoot yeah. on the inside of its mouth. There you go. It has plus twenty six natural armor. Don't, they had to roll no. really high. No, stop. <laughs> All right, so Bert tells them over the um, PA. The CB. CB. Oh, no, it's a PA. That's the way that thing's working. <laughs> that he killed it. That he killed that mother humper. But he and says motherfucker. You can tell from the lips. Oh, yeah. okay. They it's changed dumb. mother humper a couple times in the movie. Well, it originally, well, they didn't make it, for, it available for TV. It originally had, uh, was going to make it rated R because of the language. Yeah, there's a lot of F-tons. So, but they changed it to PG-13, so they had to dub yeah, some of the F-bombs out because there was a lot of them. Yeah. Mm. 
And so uh, Val comes back with Roger that, Bert. And congratulations. Be advised, however, that there are two more mother humpers. Repeat, two more mother humpers. There are actually three more mother humpers, though. (laughs) Spoiler. Okay. They celebrate, but they can't get to the... So Heather and Bert go up to the roof. They're all in town. They're all celebrating the kill. Mm -hmm. But uh, Bert tries to kill another one. But he can't get pe- penetration through the dirt, even with the elephant gun. So hey, we uh, can't get good penetration. Earl tells he doesn't have that gun that shoots through schools. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. Shoots through schools. That would have been a great gun for this. <laughs> yeah. Was it an eighty-eight Magnum? <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. You hang on, grab it on a hook once. Once. Just. Once. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, so. Uh, Earl tells Bert to get into their truck and to go for help. Because they, at this point, they think they're safe up on the roofs and that they got time. And they're like, you're the only one that has a truck that will get us to the mountains. Because the monsters have learned to disable the vehicles. (laughs) Yes, but Bert and Heather are the only one with a four-wheel drive yet. But Rhonda interrupts Bert and says that it's up to something. And so Bert's like, hold on, we've got a little something happening over here. What is happening is that the monsters have learned to dig out the foundations of the house. Mm-hmm. It's kind of learning. It's It knows they're up there, but it can't get to them. They found the internet, which so, doesn't exist yet, but don't worry about that. <laughs> it's been attacking the building foundations, and it knocks over Nestor's house, mm-hmm. which is not a fucking house. It's a mobile home, yep. mm-hmm. but it manages to knock the whole motherfucking thing over. And Nestor falls on the ground, and they tell him to run, to run, and he climbs up on a big fucking tire. And they're like, not big enough, dude. And Val says, that ain't high enough, just as he gets sucked through the middle of the tire. Mm -hmm. It's a good death. That was a very precise shot. It was a good death. Like, they pull the whole car under, but they can get him out from the middle of this tire. Well, they got got snake to cold. Grab boy's got a lot of health, Carly. (laughs) (laughs) But... Val tells Bert that Nestor's dead and says they're not going to make it. They're not going to make it if they um, stay here, that we all got to go together. Mm-hmm. But just then, the other monster at Bert's house takes out his truck. And uh, Heather's <laughs> like, We're, it just took out our truck. We're all trapped. It kind of reaches up and pops all the tires, right? Yeah. 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 So now they're stuck. And we're back to playing where I'm playing the app for something now. <laughs> G actually. Just then. For Graboid. You see what did there? They think they're trapped and they're all going to die as the Graboids keep shifting the foundations of the buildings and the buildings are starting to collapse. Mm-hmm. Then Earl remembers the cat. What about the cat? <laughs> and Val says that it's too slow. And Earl's like, but it weighs 30 tons. There's no way they could flip the cat. Yeah, but they Moment could. Help. It could uh, dig a hole like hey, hey, that station wagon. <laughs> Spoilers. We have forgotten about that, apparently. But Miguel points out that they can't all fit on the bulldozer. But Val says, but they could drag something. And Earl's like, what about that old semi-trailer? That happens to be right next to it. That shit's amazing. And Val says... I thought maybe they filled it with trash or something. Well, trash it. But then he says the tires are flat. It would but make sense to me if they used it on trash day. No. <laughs> I actually... Maybe they do use it to trash day. Maybe everybody puts their trash in the old semi-trailer, and then on trash day, they have to bury it so everything doesn't smell like trash. Maybe. 
Maybe that's why the grab boys Because smell. it's really not that far away. They've been eating trash for thousands of years and finally but, decided they liked meat. Val says that the tires are flat and Earl's like, it doesn't matter. The cat can pull anything. They have a plan now, but the cat is pretty far away. Like, the cat is far away if you're running from graboids, but not far away if you wanted to try, take out your kitchen trash so your ho- whole house doesn't smell like fish. Mm-hmm. So. Or beef stew. <laughs> or beef stew. Beef and barley soup. Oh, they don't have cell iPhones yet. So that's that's right. So, they can, so they're free to eat all the soup they want. Yeah, we're, we're about 30 years away from iPhones. So they, But they need a decoy because that's a long way to run. But Miguel is on, he's on point because he's what about, he says, what about Walter's tractor? And it looks like perhaps it was a lawnmower, <laughs> but there's no lawn to mow. So, uh. Yeah, it's like he just rides around town on it. Yeah. Like which, a weird four-wheeler. <laughs> which, maybe he got a DUI in this. Why the hell around. not? Yeah, I mean, my dad had one of those mini motorcycles that he used to ride around the neighborhood with a, it had a lawnmower mm-hmm. that, um, engine. Just for shits and giggles. Yeah. Where I grew up, a lot of people had four-wheelers that they just drove around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so, uh, blah, blah. So they rig it up to drive by itself. And they're going to send it off in the opposite direction of the bulldozer. Mm-hmm. And then we Rochambeau to see who is going to go for the cat. Because now they both want to. Well, yeah. Because Val's like, well, I got to do it. I'm the fastest. But Earl is like, I am the best driver of the cat. Mm-hmm. And Val's like, you're an old man. So they Rochambeau, and Val loses. Which means rock, paper, scissors for the uninitiated. <laughs> well, they could just Google it or put it in an Urban Dictionary. Or now they know and don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And um, now you made me lose my space. Rochambeau. So anyway, but Val loses. <laughs> so he says, I guess I got to go. And Earl says, no, I win. That means I got to go. So... Miguel goes, sets up the tractor, and he sends it off. And they're like, now. And he's like, it's working because we see the the, uh, the monsters ahead. come out of the buildings. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, at this point, there's two monsters in town and one monster up at Bert and Heather's places. So we, we know we have three at this point. Mm-hmm. Somehow, a third monster has materi- has suddenly appeared. Yes. Because at one last point we checked, there was only two. And now there's three. Um, so Earl goes to run for it, but Val elbows him in the gut so that he doubles over and takes off mm-hmm. because he's, I don't know. He's, he's the fastest. He wants he's to the live. fastest. He wants, well, he wants to live <laughs> and I'm not trusting anybody, my life to anybody else. Val wants to live, but the tractor falls over and the monsters hear Val. So they come, come from Val. He stops so that they can't find him. And then Heather's like, we all need to make some noise to distract him. So they do. And they turn. (laughs) Well, it does. Not not as well as they wanted to at first. But it does end up working, and he gets to the tractor. It doesn't work at all until she breaks that water pipe. Yeah. And then the water's beating on the ground. She broke the water tower spigot so that the water is attacking them. Falls in the ground. It was another not thing the held falling. together so that it with comes, rags and duct well, tape. <laughs> the water attacked the ground, no, man. That, it's fucking crazy. The graboid comes to attack the water. And yes. then, which you got to wonder, could that kill it? Does it drown For in the water? For a second. 
I kind of was like, oh, is the water going to hurt it? <laughs> for a second, I was like, maybe they're thirsty. <laughs> for a second, I was like, I hope they didn't feed it after midnight. They're like, there's oh, a bunch of water over here. We know what water feels like from vibrations. Let's go get a drink. Well, they do steal the ladder off the wa- water tower. So now Rhonda is trapped. And I, for some reason, thought she fell off the ladder. But she's that's still not wearing what pants, so that's important. Yes. <laughs> Val gets the, tra- the trailer all at- uh, attached. And then he drives the cat and the trailer through town and picks up everybody. Mm-hmm. Then they go to Bert and Heather's. And uh, Bert and Heather are intrepid. Um, I forgot the word I was going to use. I don't know, but you take they it. They have been. Sentence out. I keep Survivalists. Preppers. Survi- preppers. Yes. They're, yes, they're preppers. ready for everything. They have made some homemade dynamite. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of it. <laughs> Those are called pipe bombs, not dynamite. Just well, so they've know. made some pipe bombs. There you go. And, very um, similar to Terminator, the first one. Hmm. But uh, they and they are loaded up with ammo boxes. Mm-hmm. They've got packs of guns and all. You gotta assume they got food in there. <laughs> it like, takes what? them forever to get all their stuff yeah. into that semi. Yeah. Well, and they tell Bert and uh, Earl's like every time I stop, they attack. So you gotta hurry up. But they are taking forever, mm-hmm. and they're loading stuff down. So. They everybody gets in, and as they're riding away from the house, Bert reminisces food for five years, a thousand gallons of gas, air filtration, water filtration, Geiger counter, bomb shelter, underground, goddamn monsters. Mm-hmm. He just looks so sad. Like, we prepared for everything, but this, except, except underground this. monsters. <laughs> Which, to be yeah. fair, you know, he did that problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're now we're down to what, two? Yeah. No, we're down to three. There's three monsters. It's like in uh, Game of Thrones when he was like, nothing can breach these walls. And then fucking what's-his-name flies in with dragons. Like, goddamn dragons. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. (laughs) Really? (laughs) All right, so they're almost to the mountains. They're making pretty good headway on this old dreep trail. And they see dust trails in the distance. They're, you know, I wonder what they're doing over there. I was like, I don't care as long as they're doing it way over there. (laughs) But it's a trap. Mm. Because as they come... They come over a tiny little hill and fall into a fucking pit. Get attacked by the graboid we didn't even know was there. They dug a trap. Clever girl. The monsters attack the trailer, but Bert throws his homemade dynamite at him. It causes a loud explosion, and it causes the the monsters to run away. It uh, scares them all off, but they come back. As they start to come back, they realize they can use the bombs as a distraction... And they throw another another one and make for a pile of boulders. There's some very well-placed rocks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because we know the monsters can dig a hole, so eventually they'll get the trailer. They'll dig out from underneath the trailer. But it they hasn't gotta occurred get to, the docks. to them yet to dig a hole around the rocks. <laughs> and they all manage it to... Will. Yeah, it will. They all They're going to be get, opening doors soon. So. But they get to the pile of boulders just in time and with the majority of the supplies. But now they're trapped on the rocks. Again. Mm-hmm. Val, Earl, and Rhonda seem to get very defeated at this point. They, this is the second time they've been stuck on some rocks, and they are just out of plans. And they can't pole vault their way out of this. No. Thing. And Heather and Bert are pissed off. They're like, look, motherfuckers, we are not giving up. We are going to figure out a plan. Why do we even come with you guys if you're just going to yeah. give up to die on some rocks? We could have made a stand at our place. And... Um, and they're all but like, no, you couldn't have. Bert and Val start to get in a little bit of a fight, but it's quickly broken up. 
Heather taking Bert to one side of the rock and Earl taking Dale to the other, <laughs> separating them by the rock. So we flash forward a bit, a bit and they look like they're bored as hell. It's obviously been hours. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bert's gotten a little bit dark as he declares when it comes to starvation, he's going to light a bomb and walk out there and let him take him. <laughs> it's dark. And Heather's even like, oh, honey. Like she's dark. But I thought he was gonna say, if we start to starve, I'm eating you guys. <laughs> I thought Well, I mean it was a little part Melvin. of it wanted wanted to be like Melvin's going first. Yeah. There's but, seven of us left and there's two monsters and two of us die killing two monsters, then everybody else lives. I mean I feel like if you're a serious prepper, a thought has gone through your mind, someday I might have to eat a person to survive. <laughs> <laughs> but Bert's darkness has given Earl an idea. He's going to go fishing Dogoids. with some bombs. <laughs> so they throw rocks out into the ground to find a monster. And then they take a bomb and they tie it to a string. And, Bert, and Earl is going to use his old lasso trick to throw it out there. Now Bert juries up a fuse and they, Earl asks him, where'd you get that? And, or what is that? And he goes, it's, it's cannon fuse. And he's like, what do you use that for? My cannon. And Bert says, my cannon. <laughs> Where's his cannon? That seems like that would have come in handy. (laughs) So he lassos it out. He gets it. Explosion. Explosion. They do it again. Lassos it out. Explosion. They killed two. There's one left. And they got showered in stinky, nasty, graboid parts. There's an ongoing thing I've noticed in the few movies of these that I've watched that whenever one dies... It showers bloody chunks all over them. It's like a joke, I guess. I wrote down, booyah, orange guts everywhere. Yeah. So they find the last one, and it's stumpy. Is it the last one? Yes. Because mm-hmm. we've blown up two. Mm-hmm. As far as we're aware in this movie, it's the last one. And uh, it's stumpy. So Val's like, I got this. But he throws it out. Stumpy takes the bait. But then shoots it back out the same way he shot, one of them shot out old Dr. Jim's uh, generator. Let me ask you a question. Does Stumpy have good spitting skills? Apparently. Apparently. Would Stumpy know where they are exactly on the rock and what this is that he's following? No. I'm not asking you. (laughs) I don't believe so. That shit's amazing. But would he need to know where they are just to spit it out? Really? Because where it lands is fucking amazing. No, where, where does it, it land? lands is... A, where does it land? It lands in the bag of bombs. Uh-huh. It's a good shot. On the rocks. <laughs> the, you know what? Dennis Hopper was like, nice. They may have to go on our next... As they yeah. all die for cover. He's blind. <laughs> the blind, deaf, ground monster threw the bomb on the pile of bombs. Good shot. Riggs couldn't even get that one in Laos. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing he's ever good at. <laughs> okay, so... The bag of bombs explodes, and everybody else who managed to hide behind on the, stay on the rocks and hide behind a boulder. But Earl, Rhonda, and uh, Val are out on the dirt. So and they're they, like, "What? What did you do that for?" <laughs> like, I can't hear you. We're deaf. Well, <laughs> we said a billion bombs blow up next to us. They're Could like, "How'd you end up out yeah. there?" It wasn't easy. Stand aside. No, that was another movie. Sorry. They're trapped, and the monster knows they're there because it pulls up and it can see them. It pulls now, up. 
comes up, rolls oh. up, rolls up. It's in a low ride. On its little uh, oh, swim, my. dirt tuberances. <laughs> dirt <laughs> swims <laughs> up. I don't know. It digs up. It digs up. <laughs> so we dirt can fins. see <laughs> Carly's doing a dirt fin dance. You think I sprinkle some fairy dust. <laughs> so when... When Val went to throw the bomb at Stumpy, he actually had two, and he had one tucked under his arm. So this is the last bomb. So everybody wants him to throw the bomb to make Stumpy run away so they can get back on the rock. Mm-hmm. All right? First, the group tries to make noise to get Stumpy to come back to the rock, but he won't go. Earl starts to take a step, and Val's like, no. He ain't gone. It's a trap. This one's smart. <laughs> he learned from the mistakes yeah. of the other ones. Hive mind. <laughs> and they're all like, use your bomb. And Val's like, but it's the last one. And, but they're like, use the bomb. And he's like, if we go back on that rock, then we're just going to die on that rock. I don't want that. He says, we'll be dead in three days. And Earl comes back with, I want to live for those three days. So they all, so he goes, he gets a light bulb. And he takes off fucking running in the other direction. He's like, I got a plan. They're like, what are you doing? I got a plan. It's his first plan the whole movie. (laughs) And Earl, instead of staying where he is, takes off running too. Because I don't think he needed to move. He could have just stayed where he was. He could have. And then he could have gotten back on that rock when it followed. That's true. But Val's like, where's the lighter? You just fucked up the plan. (laughs) They both start patting their pockets. Who's got the lighter? Oh, no, it's Rhonda. So So she starts running too. I've got it. I don't think she Val, Val breaks the fuse off real short. Mm-hmm. Stubby, if you will. <laughs> and Rhonda goes to light, and he's like, "No, wait for it, wait for it," because they've paused. Mm-hmm. They've all they've stopped running now. Wait for it, wait for it, light it, light it, and he throws it, and they're like, "You idiot, you missed him." He threw it behind him, but it explodes, and we hear a noise like a frightened that kind of gives the impression of a frightened animal, I guess. Like the weird screaming noise. <laughs> and then we get a sound effect that tells us the monster has sped up and we see him just shoot through the dirt because he's the noise has hurt him and he takes off. And Rhonda and Earl run to the sides, but Val waits until the last second and then jumps out of the way. And you see that he was standing right at the edge of a cliff and the monster shoots out the side of the cliff. And he says, fly, you fucker. No, he says, can you fly, you sucker? Okay. <laughs> it's not. He's like, not this movie. <laughs> and I know that because I read that in the, in the quotes. Okay. <laughs> and it hits the rocks and it's dead. And it explodes. And, uh, and this is when everybody should cheer. They've cheered many times in the movie <laughs> when it was not time. And Dal <laughs> turns to Earl and says, it just kind of hit me. Stampede. <laughs> so then we flash to our final scene. Val and Earl are putting new tires on their truck because Walter has given them a brand new set because theirs got eaten by a monster. And they're getting ready to head for Bixby. And because, uh, you know, they got to meet, they got to call the papers. They're going to make some real money off because they still got that one they dug up. And there's like six people left in the town, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're going to make some real money. They're going on Good Morning America. Mm-hmm. Time. National Geographic. Rhonda comes over and thanks Val for saving her life like three or four times. And uh, She wants to have a little bit more to talk about with him and to a reason to spend time with him. So she just keeps coming over and saying the same thing. She's a fan <laughs> of bacon. It's super fucking awkward. Uh-huh. 
and he's just kind of staring at her and not saying anything. I love together, how will they be making bacon? He, <laughs> I love how he rips the pictures of the um, other girl, sun visor thing. Like, and get rid of that blonde chick. So she's, <laughs> she's like, okay then, and walks away. And Earl looks at Val, and Val says, I know, I'm working up to it. And then he kind of stalks after her, and he's muttering to herself, what's a girl like that want with a you know, loser like me? Mm-hmm. And he says, hey, Rhonda, and goes up to her, and stares her. at her, and then he kisses her. Gives a little smoochy poo. They start to, what they call, the kids call, suck face. And the kids at, still call it that? I don't think so. Okay. I think, it's, I think it's a good one in context to this movie, though. Yeah. And that's the end. Uh, no post-credit flatulent scene? Mm. Okay. Well. Yeah, the end. And then we get some good quality Reba mm. as we get credits. All right. Well. So, <clears throat> what'd you think? <gasps> She's going with me first. Yep. Oh, Carla never gets to go first. I didn't pull up my notes. Because she never right. gets to go first. <laughs> <laughs> You're not ready. <sighs> I'm ready. All right. My favorite character is Earl. Mm-hmm. My least favorite character is Melvin. Mm. I so wanted that kid to die. <laughs> they, don't, they don't kill kids in these movies. Yeah. They could have made a point of telling us that he was 19 and killed us. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, this guy's 19. <laughs> this, is, this is a monster movie, not a slasher flick. Uh, if it was a slasher flick, he would have been the first to go. He would have been smoking but, weed and got heat already. Like when, uh, when he got on that little shack... And they started messing with the buildings yeah. from underneath. I was like, knock the fucking shack over. It can't be that Carl's over there. <laughs> Die. That shack is dilapidated. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My favorite line was um, the what kind of fuse is that? Cannon fuse. What the hell do you use it for? My cannon. <laughs> That's a good line. <laughs> cannon. My favorite scene I didn't write down. But because I couldn't pick one, <laughs> you liked them all. You got about six seconds. <laughs> I know. I was. I was gonna think about it while you guys went. She called me first. <laughs> you want to take a pass and come back to it? We we can check back in if you need us to. I, I think I'll go with the scene where uh, Bert and Reba. I don't know mm-hmm. what her name is in this movie. Uh, Heather. <laughs> Heather are in their basement and they're shooting at the one. That's a good scene. Mm-hmm. It's quality. Because I just enjoyed all the guns hanging on the wall. Every time they cut to it, it's just like damn. My favorite tertiary object, I am going to go with the pole vault poles that just happen to be there and the perfect size and shape. It's a good one. And I'm going to maybe this movie. Oh. I hadn't seen it in a really long time, and there were parts that were really funny, and there were parts that were engaging, but overall... I was like, mm. I mean, <laughs> it was all right. Okay. <laughs> John? My favorite character is Valentine. Okay. Because he's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Stampede. Other than the, the accent that doesn't quite stay with you, but mm-hmm. whatever, you let that shit go. My least favorite character is also Melvin, mm-hmm. who also needs to be eaten by a graboid. <laughs> um, my favorite line is after they kill the first one, when it hits the concrete wall... Kevin Bacon turns around and goes, fuck you. <laughs> That's my favorite line. Uh, my favorite scene uh, has got to be where they decide who's going to run for the tractor. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be Earl and, you know, 
They do, the, they do the rock, paper, scissors, and he hits them, and he runs mm-hmm. because he's a true friend. He's going to take one for the team. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, Valentine's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's and not because he wanted the glory. <laughs> <laughs> no. well, my, there's any wanting of glory in this. <laughs> and my favorite tertiary object is the toilet bowl that they made into a cooler in, like, <laughs> while they were working in the, um, the trash yard thing, uh-huh. whatever. Anyway, so... Toilet cooler. Yeah. Everybody gets in there drinking a beer. Earl comes over and he goes, you want to call one? And pulls a beer out of the toilet. Use the dome. The the toilet cooler is my favorite tertiary object. And I'm going to yay this movie because it's... If you're going to watch a Tremors movie, make it this one and then stop. (laughs) Yeah, because that TV movie's dead. Um, These are... You know, it's it is what it is. It's a monster movie from the eighties or nineteen ninety, which is still the eighties <laughs> adjacent. They all have the same kind of premise. This one's a lot of fun. It's a little bit different. It's so yeah, it's fun. Okay. Before they went crazy and was like, you know what we need to do? Grab watch some space. <laughs> all right. Did they do that? <laughs> Maybe he's, you should he's watch. Just making a face. <laughs> Maybe you should watch the sequel. Um. Tell me. I will also <coughs> say Tremor 6 was announced. <laughs> Tremors. Let's see. Favorite character, Valentine McKee. There you go. <laughs> Least favorite character, Melvin. Fuck that kid. <laughs> kind of wish he was eaten by a graboid. I, I heard that somewhere before. <laughs> um, when Carly says you should be eaten by a graboid, BT dubs, that's bad news bears right there. Like, man. You're a shitty character. Yeah. She hopes everybody lives. I'm serious. My favorite line is how is... Uh, the, the actual line is is this, but but they keep jumping back to Rhonda asking her what should they do, and, and Val goes, what's it doing, Rhonda? And she keeps going, why do you keep asking me? <laughs> like, she knows anything more about this fucking monster than they do, but it's just... Well, she does. She's, she does have more insight yeah, than yeah. they do, but, but she's just, that doesn't mean that funny. she's an expert. Yeah, it's just She is the smartest person in the room. My favorite scene is also when the grab boy smashes into the basement and they just empty it. Empty a book. They spend into it. Yeah. Favorite tertiary object is the bulldozer, the cat. That was pretty cool. Um, and that's pretty much it. I do think Earl Earl needs to learn how to handle a firearm because when they're driving in a truck, he's like sitting like this next to Kevin Bacon. Yeah, he's muzzling gun all in his face. I'm like, wow, dude. And I'll yay this movie. Thank you for picking this. I, I knew you were going to you. It was fun. It was kind of gave away I'm, when you're I'm, like, I'm gonna, I watched the second one right after it. <laughs> that means you liked it. <laughs> I'm glad you finally watched it. Yeah. Because I knew you'd like this movie. And, and honestly, I didn't hate the second one. It's okay. I like the ending's a little... Keep watching. A little weird, but uh, it was okay. <laughs> Keep watching. I, I thought hey. that it was a little silly because there's like a billion Graboids, spoiler alert, in the second one, but you're yeah. like, this thing just going to take over Earth, honestly, apparently. You know what? Take I bet he'd Earth. enjoy all of them because... He's somebody who voluntarily watched Jason X, not because somebody <laughs> forced him to for a podcast. You know, I haven't and seen the fifth one. It's not fucking Frosty. <laughs> yeah, yeah what, he what likes that movie called Jack Frost. Frost. This is my birthday pick. Anyway, Let's put the claws anyway. away, ladies. No, no, I'm just saying. I bet. <laughs> all, right, all, right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Why don't you go? No, God no, damn it, hurry! <laughs> when they first killed the one, and we see like at one point we saw, and it almost looked like eggs, mm-hmm. and then I thought for a minute maybe the other tentacles things would just move out and grow into them like that really, would have been scary i really me. really thought we were going to have like a giant graboid that was going to be like the size of a house show up at one point but it didn't. like a video game yeah you know what i mean monster. like a boss monster <laughs> it's, it's gotta hit it three times before it blows up or something it's the boss graboid watch out i really thought that the was mama. coming but it didn't mm. all right elaine okay 
So my favorite character is Valentine because wow. almost everybody picked he's Valentine. the best. Earl was, I liked a Earl Earl was a good pick, though. My least favorite my character. <laughs> my least favorite character is not Melvin, though. Whoa! Whoa. If you say it was um, Walter, um, we're done. It's Nestor. Okay. The guy who dies in the tire. The guy who dies in the tire. He's kind of a non-character. Yeah, say, like he's really only there to die. It's kind of a cheater <laughs> pick because he didn't really do anything. He's got no purpose. Uh-huh. He just interjects annoying dialogue. He's he's his voice is irritating, <laughs> and he's not like Melvin and Nestor. They never explain. Like Nancy, at least she's a potter. She lives there. At first time, I thought Nestor was married to her. No. He lives in a completely different house. Who is this dude and why is he in this town? We get no backstory for him. It just bothers... I just... I can't. All right. All right. Um, Fuck him. Not a fan. My favorite scene is the attack on the rec room. (laughs) Everybody picked that but me. (laughs) My favorite line is from Bert when he says, Food for five years, a thousand gallons of gas, air filtration... Filtration, water filtration, Geiger counter, bomb shelter, underground, goddamn monsters. That was my second one. Real good. <laughs> um, my favorite tertiary object is the flare gun that Heather shoots at oh, the yeah. grab boy during oh, the rack yeah. center attack. Out of, that was out a of good nowhere, idea. she's like, yeah. fucking like, flare gun. She's like, going. let's try this. Yeah. That well, was a good idea. If I was her, I wouldn't. That's a good idea. There's right, some bullets true are monster hunters, yeah. man, because they really will try everything. The weirdest part about that scene, though, is that every gun is loaded except for the elephant gun. <laughs> because everything they grab off the wall, they just shoot. Yeah. Except for the locked-up elephant gun. There's some something well, that about that be, gun. you know, you don't you know, want that going off. They did not rent that but elephant gun. <laughs> this movie is great. And I recommend it to everyone. All right. So and so does pretty much everyone who's ever seen so this So what we've noticed is if you pick a good movie that everybody liked, it doesn't get any names. Okay. <laughs> well, Carly gave it a Maybay. Mm. Oh, but it was a, it was a, a strong Maybay. But. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but so it's a good movie, and I'm glad that Tony finally watched it. Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday. Good welcome. pick. Thank you. Can't oh, believe you're right. 27. All right, Carly. I know. It's, it's, where did time go? <laughs> Please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast on Instagram at unmovie podcast dogs on Twitter at unmovie podcast. You can email unmovie podcast at gmail.com. Please tell your friends and share the podcast, and we'd love to hear from you. There you go. And then tune in next week to see what Audra and Ben texted us about this <laughs> episode. But it will be. This is, we're doing a bit here. Which is next week's supposed to be on the podcast. On the podcast. There you it's go. John's pick for Tony's. <laughs> no, no, I'm playing the Reba. Oh, sorry. Um, this is a movie that Tony has told me he wants to pick several times, but we never got around to it. So I'm going to force his hand, and we're going to watch Queen of the Dance. Nice. Oh, <laughs> Happy I should have seen Tony. that coming. <laughs> nice. I thought it was going to be Demolition Man, but that's, that that's not a horror movie. I know, but... And we can't pick and that, right? I can pick that. <laughs> I also could probably pick Demolition You Man. can pick it, too. It's definitely Isn't sci-fi. Hey, I don't think it's underappreciated. No. That's I why know. I was. That's um, why I said well, it. Well, if we're watching... <laughs> hey, look, if we can get Trevor's in, we can get Demolition Man. I don't know. I <laughs> could argue that Wesley Snipes is not appreciated. <laughs> 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 I was like, I'm, gonna, I'm saving Queen of the Damned. If you picked it, I'm... It was on my list. It was, it, it's come up with the next four. So. It's always like, oh, I'm going to pick it next. Oh, yeah. I'm going to pick it. You never do, so like, fuck it, you're picking it now. Nice. I knew he was picking this. Yeah, nice. so I should have known. You don't have a copy of that. Oh, no, I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>